This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, October 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. President Trump on Monday returned to the White House after being discharged from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, where he was sent on Friday after being diagnosed with COVID-19 and experiencing a fever and was given supplemental oxygen treatments. Earlier on Monday, the president played down the threat of the virus, which has killed 209,000 people in the United States, tweeting, feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Sean Conley, his physician, told reporters that the president will be monitored closely at the White House and that he may not be entirely out of the woods yet. The White House press secretary said in a statement Monday that she tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Meanwhile, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden is in the key battleground state of Florida for several events, including a national televised town hall. The scene inside the James S. Brady press briefing room on Monday uh, evening looked more like a hot zone than the site of a White House news conference as cleaning staff clad head to toe and personal protective equipment sanitized the space against the coronavirus. More than a dozen White House officials tested positive for the coronavirus in recent days, a list that grew on Monday to include the press secretary who hosts news briefings in the now disinfected Brady room and recently spoke to reporters without a mask. Two other press aides have reportedly contracted the coronavirus along with three White House reporters, including New York Times correspondent Michael Shear. The White House Correspondents Association, Association urged its members to stay away from the press room, fearing further virus spread. Elsewhere in the White House, staffers were ramping up safety precautions to prepare for Trump's return. Several officials cleared out ahead of time, a worry of the growing case count inside the building. One of the uh, one told the Post that the White House looked like a total ghost town. When Trump arrived, he ascended the stairs, removed his face mask, gave the thumbs up uh, at the assembled news cameras, and then turned and walked inside. As Philadelphia continues to combat the alarming gun violence, 2020 is now the city's deadliest year since 2007, and there are three more months to go. Hmm. As of Tuesday morning, the city reported at least 364 homicides. That number already surpassed last year's homicide total of 355 and is on pace to eclipse 391, uh, which was in 2007. The police commissioner and members of the executive team will discuss the ongoing violence during a meeting at police headquarters today. At about 1 o'clock yesterday, gunfire erupted in the parking lot of a Lowe's in South Philadelphia. Police say a 21-year-old man was shot nine times throughout his body and later died at the hospital. Lowe's corporate confirmed that the victim was an employee at the hardware store. The shooting outside of Lowe's came less than 24 hours after a 15-year-old was shot in the head Sunday night. He died at the hospital. Anyone with information about any of the shootings that happened in the city is asked to call police and the number is 215-686-TIPS. The health department in New Jersey is advising everyone to wear a mask that covers their nose and mouth for Halloween. This is in addition to the mask that would come with a costume. A costume mask does not provide the necessary level of protection. The guidance also strongly encourages instead of placing treats directly in the bags of trick-or-treaters or having communal bowls, that the treats be arranged in such a way that can be quickly and safely assessed without multiple pieces being touched. However, if you are handing out candy, please limit interaction or contact with trick-or-treaters. The New Jersey Health Department says wear a mask when individuals come to the door and regularly wash your hands. So, so, like on this level, <clears throat> excuse me. What I figured the best thing to do is I'm going to have I'm going to be dispensing, you know, uh, a can pre wrapped candy. You touch it. Like I'm not leaving a bag. communal bowl so that yeah. it's being touched by multiple people. Right. And so it's just me with a with a with gloves on, doing it that way. 
All Halloween activities should be outdoors. And sneezing like crazy. And sneezing on all the candy. All Halloween activities should be outdoors uh, as the biggest threat is of the spread is indoors, officials say. Follow the outdoor uh, gathering limitations in effect at the time and design the event to be in long lines rather than in circles to ensure social and physical distancing. Steve, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm going to dispense my candy a lot like how Niedermeyer feeds his horse. Right. I'm going right, to put yeah. everything in, in my mouth right. first. Who, who, who and you take it with your cat. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Who I do think these contraptions that people are building are cute, though. Like so the people are building. From the, Listen, yeah. if that's a fun way to do it, and I know, you can yeah. give the, the like cute. a little like a little train. Now, the one thing is that you don't want something that's communally being touched by a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Casey's. Uh, it was Casey's idea first yeah, to, yeah. to create contraptions and so on. He's over here kind of going, damn it. Oh, I thought I was the only one thinking of Wait, that. Wait, did you stuff. make no, one? Been, no, no. I he mean, just had the idea He's just an one. idea, man. He's not and an actual. Like, the next day, there were news stories about people who were actually creating <laughs> yeah, these yeah. things. So, yeah. Uh, consider having a sign for times or multiple shifts if you are having a Halloween event uh, to minimize crowding. Guidance will soon be released on hayrides and corn mazes. We know that for the communities, Halloween is a real tradition, and we want to make sure that everyone has a chance to enjoy Halloween, but we want everyone to do it safely and responsibly, Governor Murphy said. A lot of people don't know that about, that was a case 15 years ago, you invented an all-electric car called the Besla. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> and then and somebody. Yeah, somebody took it. Somebody took it and ran with it. He just had the idea for it. Yeah. Yeah. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. What the f*** is that? Last night in Monday Night Football, there were two games. In the first game, the Chiefs improved to 4-0 by beating the New England Patriots 26-10 in Kansas City. In the second game, the Green Bay Packers also improved to 4-0, beating the winless Atlanta Falcons 30-16. In the baseball playoffs, the Houston Astros beat the A's in Oakland, winning 10-5 in Game 1 of the ALDS. In the second game, the New York Yankees beat the Tampa Bay Rays, winning 9-3. Both of those series continue today. The NLDS gets underway as well, with the Miami Marlins playing the Brewers in Atlanta and the San Diego Padres playing the Dodgers in Los Angeles. The NBA Finals continue tonight with Game 4 in Orlando. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat will look to even up the series with LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. Tip-off is set for 9 o'clock. And in hockey news, Matt Niskanen informed the Flyers that he will retire. The team asked him to take some time and think about it. He did and then stayed with that decision. Shortly after Niskanen informed the team of his impending retirement, the Flyers re-signed defenseman Justin Braun to a two-year contract with an average annual value of $1.8 million. 33-year-old Braun appeared in 62 regular season games and all 16 playoff games in his first season with the Flyers with three goals and 16 assists for 19 points in the regular season. The signing of the veteran defenseman comes a few days after the re-signing of veteran goalie Brian Elliott, who will be on the show later this morning. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kathy. Yeah, Brian's going to be on around 9.15. We have a few guests that are going to be joining us today, and we're looking forward to speaking to them. We're going to have actor Keith Coogan on. You may not know his name right off the bat, but as soon as I tell you what he's been in, you'll be like, oh, that guy, yeah. So he's played the little brother on a couple of occasions in some really great movies. A lot, like, yeah. Uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, and also uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. And he's in Toy Soldiers, which is a guilty pleasure of mine as well. 
And he's he's had a long career of just tons of stuff, tons of TV yeah. shows and movies, all kinds of things. He's great. You know him. You definitely know him. Uh, so we're just kind of you know reaching out to people that we have loved characters that they've played throughout the years and just find out what they're all about. So. And fun fact, in Casey, we were mentioning talking about this earlier. His uh, grandfather was Jackie Coogan, Uncle Fester. No way. Yeah. yeah. No way. Right. All right. Excellent. That's an even cooler level. So we will talk to him. Around 9 o'clock this morning. Then we also have another actor on. His name is Oakes Fegley. And Oakes is a teen from the area. His brother was on a little while back. What was the show that his brother was well, on? It was uh, Timmy Failure. It was a, a Disney movie. That yes. Was on okay. Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, and he was a great kid. Yeah. In fact, he was busting Casey's balls a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so his brother, Oakes, is in a movie and he's co-starring with Robert De Niro. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So he's it from is, the area. He's from like Allentown. Yeah, it's called uh, War with Grandpa. So he will. Uh, that that's coming out on Friday. So we're going to talk to him this morning. We should be pretty cool. Our friends from Deeds and Watson stopping by Real Philly Deli. We'll tell you about that. And we also have Tattoos Day taking place. So if you're interested in some ink, uh, Preston and Steve themed tattoo. Then you got to text the word tattoo to 39333 because we will find a winner today. It just might be you. It gets a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They are at 1729 South Street in Philly. You want to check out their artwork, samples, you just visit floatingworldtattoos.com where they have an Instagram account and it is at Floating World Tattoo. So we have that. We're getting you ready for Rocktober Madness. I'll give you the rundown of the matchups and the winners at some point this morning. Just steer you in that direction because we do need your help in that regard. And we have a few other things taking place as well. Let's break. Come back. Stupid question. The entertainment stories. I have some fairly obscure birthdays today that I think you might find interesting. I like that. While we ask you our stupid questions. So we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, let's see. We're going to do the stupid question. Steve, I have no doubt you will know the answer to this. Okay. Uh, It has to do with a horror film. By the way, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to Bates Motel, Haunted Attraction. So, perfect. Uh, Before it was titled Halloween in 1978, what was the working title of the movie? 215-263-WMMR. What was it called? Before it was titled Halloween two one five two six three WMMR. That happens a lot in movies, TV shows. In fact, sure. I have a story coming up here in a moment about uh, Stranger Things, which I didn't know had a title before they settled on Stranger Things, which is kind of interesting. So I'll have that coming up. But let's see if you know the answer to that question. Call right now. I'm going to go through some birthdays, some interesting ones in here. We will start with this one. And fans of the TV show The Boys... We'll be happy to know it's Elizabeth Shue's birthday today. <laughs> and she's great in the show. Uh, and 
She's obviously, we got to know her in The Karate Kid, and we're wondering if maybe she might show up on Cobra Kai in the third season. We'll have That'd to be cool. Yeah. There's some rumors and some theories that make sense that she might make it on there. She's so excellent in uh, The Boys. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and her se- season two was a surprise. I still have a crush on her. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm looking at her, in, especially, wait, we have two pictures in here, Current and, and Karate Kid Elizabeth Shue. All right, what was the blonde surfer chick's name in summer school? And if you had to pick one. Wow, uh, I think her name was Sonny. Yeah. Um, Is that Courtney 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 Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, man, I'd probably go with Courtney Thorne Smith. Right, She's so- super duper cute, especially in that movie. But, man... Damn. Elizabeth Shue is girl next door, California gorgeous, you and know? A, and a great actress. And uh, yeah. her, her, isn't her brother Andrew Shue I, a legendary actor? I yes. would do that just, Rose yeah, place? just so I could hang out with Andrew. Yeah. 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 And she's in the Where's Avengers? Andrew? Is he in yeah. the house now? Adventures yeah. in Babysitting with Keith Coogan. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to mention that. It's her birthday today. Yeah, she's the, the, she's the lead character in that movie. How, wh- who would you choose? Okay. I'm glad you asked you, me. You this posed person. the question, and so and it's kind of Shirley a double McClain. question. Shirley MacLaine, hands down, right? Yeah. Her and Mary Lou Henner. Uh, I would go with if we're talking 1985. I would go with Elizabeth Shue today. Okay. Probably Courtney Thorne Smith. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Shue is 57 today. Uh, musician Matthew Sweet. Yes. Had a hit with a girlfriend and uh, sick of myself, which is this is song. He's sort of sort of a hit writer. Yeah, great guy. I met mean, an old hit writer. Met him on a couple of occasions. Very, very nice. Saw him perform live. He's great. Uh, I wish there was more from him. He is uh, 56 years old today, so happy birthday, Matthew Sweep. Here's one of the offbeat birthdays, Steve, that I thought was interesting. Uh, Britt Eklund. Oh, yeah. Swedish model actress, ex-wife of Peter Sellers, ex-girlfriend of Rod Stewart, who has a little bit of fame in that in the song, Tonight's the Night, yeah. she's the one that's whispering in French at the end of the song. That's right, yeah. And so I did not know that. She's also a Bond girl and the man with the golden gun. Is she? Yes, yeah, she is. She's in a bikini for most of that movie. She is 78 years old today. She was one of the first people to sort of, you know, give indicators that Peter Sellers was very tortured. Like Peter Sellers, as a wonderful uh, comedic actor as he was, he had all sorts of issues going on off Ooh. camera. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's 78 today. Tommy Stinson. Uh-huh. Replacements. And Guns N' Roses now has been... He's been with GNR for a long time now. How many years at this point? I don't think he is anymore. Oh, he's not? No, when they, when they reunited, I think... It, I don't think it was like um, he was fired or anything like that. I think that they just had enough main players from, you know, when they started doing the stadium tours. Right, right, right. Just at the Axel Band and the Axel with Guns N' Roses. No kid. I'm pretty about sure Tommy. Tommy, Tom, Tom, Thompson. Yeah, he could join them. Yeah. Uh, well, anyhow, Tommy Stinson is celebrating his 54th birthday today. Uh, Steve, time to roll with the changes because it's Kevin Cronin. Yeah! Speedwagon's birthday today. Do not tell me this song doesn't get you up and going. It, it does. Yeah. Anytime I Every hear it. time. I love it. I listen to it every week. Uh, Kevin is the lead singer of the band. He also plays piano and guitar. He's a hell of a nice guy. Another guy I've met before who's just uh, he's just super duper sweet. He's a good guy. As soon as you are And I love Ariel Speedwagon. There's, yeah. there's some songs. I've, I actually played years ago. I think we were at Cardboard Classic, and I played Casey like some old, old Ario Speedwagon. I'm like... Listen to this and tell me right. who this is. He had no idea. There was a time they when they changed their sound when they rocked pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he is uh, 69 today. You didn't make it to the third season of Ozark, right? Because uh, REO Speedwagon shows up. 
As, as are you a speedwagon? Oh, performing? Yeah, in, yeah. They're probably at the Osage Beach uh, uh, contraband. There's a casino on a, on a river, and oh, so they're okay. doing a casino in the middle of the Ozarks. That's funny. Uh, Kevin Cron- but, that, but that's par for the course. Yes. That's the type of entertainment you would get there for sure. They're a huge Midwest band. Uh, he's 69 today. Ellen Travolta. Uh-huh. John Travolta's sister... And apparently, she played Horshack's mother on Welcome Back, yeah, Potter. She did. Never knew that. Ellen Travolta. So the Ellen Travolta and Joey Travolta of the Travolta siblings all went into acting. Uh, she's 81 today. Olivia Thrillby, who is uh, from Juno and Bored to Death. I'll pretend like I know who she is. Is 34. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Sisto, who was yeah. in Six Feet Under Sis- and Law and Order. Sisto. Uh, Suburgatory and others. He's 46. Clueless. Uh, clueless. You yep. got it. You got it. And then the last birthday is a uh, local fella. He is now Danny Briere. Hey, hey. Of the Flyers. That's Celebr- awesome. Celebrates his 43rd birthday. And he's uh, he's put roots uh, down here in Philly, which I is cool. I love when they do that. Oh, he's like Danny. Super nice guy. He's come out of the camp out for hunger. We've talked to him many times over the years. So happy 43rd to you. Mr. Briere. We'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Before it was titled Halloween in 1978, what was the movie called? 215-263-WMMR. And to Pam we go. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, it. <laughs> <laughs> you just cracked Don't you, Pam? All right, good morning, it, Pam. What was the movie called before it was titled Halloween? Uh, babysitter Murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Pam. Uh, we, we've got for you a pair of tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions, and you'll experience terror like never before, located in Glen Mills, PA. Fully open and safe. The Bates Big Friggin' Deal continues this week, by the way, which means that you can get two tickets for the price of one while supplies last. WMMR.com and use the keyword deal to get it. Uh, we're going to start with news about uh, Gabrielle Union. She recently settled with NBC after getting ousted as judge on America's Got Talent and shared her concerns over what she saw as a toxic and racist workplace. In a new cover story with Marie Claire, Union opens up about her battle. The 47-year-old told the magazine of her disappointment over the blowback that she received from producers about her appearance. Uh, she said, I should be able to exist however the F I want to exist. Because if you're hiring Gabrielle Union for my talent, then my talent is going to come out of my body in every way, shape, and incarnation that I can imagine. You're getting more bang for your buck the more you allow me to exist as I see fit. Did she specify what they wanted changed about her? I don't know. I think that's maybe part of the settlement deal that that this was all kept kind of private, I'm assuming. So anyhow... Uh, she said she was upset but not surprised when other NBC black talent like Al Roker and Terry Crews failed to publicly support her. Uh, she said uh, these racist institutions and systems have done an amazing job at keeping us very fearful of speaking up, asking for equality and asking for accountability because they've shown us time and time again that we are disposable. Uh, they will discredit and malign you, and you will never work again. Being blackballed in the industry is very real. She also addressed critics who said that she was taking her accusations too far. Uh, she said, you are not going to gaslight me into minimizing my trauma, which is exactly what allows this to continue on for the next person. Uh, an undisclosed settlement was reached last month between Union and NBC. Uh, NBC, this is a, they stated at the time, NBC said uh, they appreciate the important concerns raised by Gabrielle Union and remains committed to ensuring 
an inclusive and supportive working environment where people of all backgrounds can be treated with respect. Do you get the feeling they have a bin full of those responses and they just put a name in it? They're always framed the same way. Uh, My guess is a lot of it had to do with the way Simon Cowell was treating her. Maybe. Because the word is he can be a real bastard to yeah. work with. Yeah. And that quite, was it. Quite possible. She yeah. may have complained and they were like, well, uh, Simon's yeah. being Simon, you know. Right. So, but she wasn't standing for it. Uh, Nicole Kidman. This is interesting. Opening up about her marriage to Tom Cruise in a new interview with the New York Times. She usually keeps things pretty quiet about that. You never hear anything about Tom Cruise. Uh, it is she large- admitted he was short. Uh, largely been veiled in secrecy since they split in 2001. She said... now. I think these numbers are incorrect here, by the way. It says, Kimmon said that she and the 58-year-old were happily married when they were filming the 1999 drama Eyes Wide Shut. In it, she said the 53-year-old and... Well, I guess she's 53 now. now. Okay. (laughs) In it, the 53-year-old and Cruz played a married couple grappling with infidelity, asked if working on the film brought up any negative feelings about her relationship with Cruz. Kimmon said, actually, we would go go go-kart racing after those scenes. She said, we'd rent out a place... And go racing at 3 in the morning. I don't know what else to say. Maybe I don't have the ability to look back and dissect it, or I'm not willing to. So apparently, they were having fun. She said at that point, they were the, the marriage was strong, and they were happily married, and everything was cool. So uh, the, the, I guess what they were trying to ask was, is bearing all this stuff open in front of the camera, yeah. mm-hmm. bringing up stuff that perhaps they didn't want to deal with? She was saying, yeah, and I read the interview. I was like, wow. that was So I guess everything was hunky-dory. At that. Yeah. You don't go, go go-kart racing with someone you don't like. And listen, they're, they're <laughs> actors. It's what they do yeah. for a living. They're just, you know, they're playing a part. So, yeah. What would uh, you think of the movie? Did you ever see the movie? I, I didn't care for it. I mean, I um I, there there's some great tense moments that I thought were really cool. I'm a massive Kubrick fan, and even I am like... But it, it got a little. Some of it got drawn out, yeah. And 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 I, and I know that's his tone is to, yes. is to is to take time and 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 use pauses and yeah, so yeah. forth to create drama. But I should probably uh, go back and watch it because yeah, I just remember boobs. That's it. It it could have been more. Uh, um, I don't know. It's good. I just don't. I don't find yeah. it. Like I don't. I've seen it twice, and that's yeah. it. And uh, compare that to two thousand one, which I've probably seen one hundred and fifty times. <laughs> yeah. She also weighed in on what it was like working with Stanley Kubrick, of course, who died at 70 shortly after uh, the filming was complete. She said, we loved working with him. We shot that for two years. Uh, She said, we had two kids, and we were living in a trailer on the lot primarily, making spaghetti because Stanley liked to eat with us sometimes. Uh, We were working with the greatest filmmaker and learning about our lives and enjoying our lives on the set. We were just talking with Matthew Modine, who revealed, because you'd always think of this this monolithic Stanley Kubrick with, okay, you don't go near this guy. Don't 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 screw up the process. He's a genius, and it couldn't be further from the truth. He loved to hang out with yeah. the cast, which is very cool. Uh, she and Tom share Connor, who is twenty five. Excuse me, and Isabella, who is twenty seven. She and Cruz are very circumspect about their children. Asked about her relationship with her oldest children by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association in November of twenty eighteen. She said, "I'm very private about all that. She just kind of keeps it closed." I wonder what the arrangement is. I wonder who you know because yeah. Cruz. <laughs> Yeah, because also part of the deal, some of the deal that we've heard about with Leah Remini and the the uh, HBO special on Scientology, uh, people are turned against people yeah. a lot of times. They're twenty, if, they're twenty five and twenty seven, so they're yeah. adults. I mean, they can, but but like I don't know if they're in the church. I have no idea. I so. think they are. Uh, Kidman shares two daughters, by the way, with her husband Keith Urban. They have Faith, who is nine, and Sunday, who is twelve. Bradley Cooper, our buddy, uh, speaking to his fellow Pennsylvanians urging them to vote in the presidential election. I watched this uh, campaign uh, video yesterday. It's called uh, Now This News. 
Uh, the 45-year-old said if you skip the first step and just use the return envelope, your ballot will be considered a naked ballot, he said of the potentially disqualified submission. Uh, Cooper added, of another reminder, one of the most common mistakes people make is not signing their mail-in ballot. So in it, it's a short video, and he just tells you the different How to ways do it. that you can vote. Oh. And uh, Does he do it as Rocket or himself? No, he does it. He's okay. not a raccoon. He's uh, just Bradley. <laughs> I think a really good way to get that message out would be for him to come on our show and you know I, promote it that way. Well, I, I told Casey, and... I reached out to his reaching old buddy, out, Groot, so. and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's so, the problem. The Groot yeah. have a response? If you well, know, he if said, people, I am Groot. People need to know the relationship, and I know that he feels he he, he calls upon us a little too much. Yeah. Right, right. And he doesn't want to overstep the bounds. Okay. And we get it, but I wish he felt, listen, we love having him on. We'll make room for him. I mean, uh, you know, we, we can clear his schedule. Yeah, we can work it out. Well, um, you'll, you'll go on right after the guy from Adventures in Babysitter. Uh, <laughs> But you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, yeah. On hold for a little yeah. bit. Yep, 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 yep. Because we got three interviews in a row today. I don't yeah, know if yeah. Put them right in. <laughs> Let's see. How about this? Uh, in his new book, "Is This Anything?" Jerry Seinfeld reveals that writing his hit sitcom uh, Seinfeld, of course, could be dreary. I said, even in the early years of Seinfeld, I, Seinfeld, I had difficulty focusing on the story aspects of the show. He said, I would only perk up when Larry David and I got to writing the dialogue and we needed funny lines uh, for the characters to say. I could see that. If you're, yeah. you're trying to generate, and they wrote a lot of that stuff, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's work. I mean, yeah. listen, it's going to be hard. And sometimes you're, you're going to be critical and not happy with what you've written so far. And, and sometimes your, your father will find out you were in his architecture office there in the... House. Have to call you yeah, in. Yeah, call you in. Sit and have you to down. Yeah. Now, Jerry, you broke the vase. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here's a follow up story from yesterday. After Jessica Alba revealed that she was asked to not make eye contact when she guest starred on Beverly Hills 90210, series alums Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling say it simply isn't true. Uh, on their podcast, which I actually like the name of it, it's 9021 OMG. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Garth recalls that she had scenes with Alba. She said, like, if anybody was, you know, didn't want to have their eyes looked into, it would have been me. Uh, she said, but I don't remember because I have the world's worst memory. Uh, she then wondered if there was some kind of memo that was going around from the producers. Or That's the probably it. ADs that we didn't even know about. That's what I was we saying yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Garth added, uh, I only have, from the vague memories I have of working with her, I only remember her being super talented. She was very young, she was really sweet, and it does not surprise me that she's gone on to be so successful. You remember when we first got here, as we'd walk down the halls, people would kneel down and bow their heads, and we said, <laughs> what, what is this about? <laughs> and and then we realized that Bill had put a memo out. Yeah. And we said, we don't need that. I was wondering why I was always walking on rose petals. Yeah. I was like, this, we, we don't need <laughs> this. Too much. We're just regular folk. You could just yeah. use daisy petals. Yeah. Like, I don't need rose petals. Yeah. <laughs> no more rose petals. <laughs> don't bow. It makes them upset. Uh, Taraji P. Henson is working on a new project focused on mental health. Uh, the 50-year-old Empire star is hosting a new Facebook Watch talk show. With Gary Busey. What's Facebook Watch? <laughs> uh, it's probably like a like Red Table Talk live, right? The that same sort of thing? Yeah, the same thing that um, Jada Pinkett Smith is yeah, on, right? Yeah, right. I think so. Maybe? I, I'm, it's I think called it's Facebook a, Watch, uh, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a timepiece. Um, like a watch party. Oh you can, like, God. start... Right, like you can, st- have, people can join you and watch. Let's go with that. Yes, watch. I like that. <laughs> Sounds best. I think it's Groot. Anyhow, it's called Peace of Mind with Taraji. 
Uh, production will begin later this year. She will co-host with her longtime best friend, Tracy Jade Jenkins. Uh, the show will, sh- quote, shine a spotlight on the challenging mental health issues facing us today, particularly of those in the black community, according to the press release. I, well, that sounds good. Uh, the show is part of Facebook's push to support World Mental Health Day, which is this Saturday. Uh, in 2018, uh, Henson had founded the Boris Lawrence Foundation in honor of her father, who struggled with issues following his time serving the Vietnam War. Uh, she had said, I'd uh, long been a mental health advocate for the black community and creator of the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. 2018 has provided resources to thousands of people who are struggling. Is her dad still alive? I don't know that. Uh, she said, I'm looking forward to bringing this new talk series to Facebook Watch, where I continue to create conversation around an issue that is near and dear to my heart. Millie Bobby Brown got her big break at around the age of 12 for her portrayal of 11 in Stranger Things. But before that, she almost quit acting altogether. As the show returns to shooting uh, in the, for the fourth season, which, of course, highly anticipated, uh, she sat down for an interview with Jimmy Fallon and revealed her failed audition for Game of Thrones. Apparently, everyone... Almost convinced her to call it quits. Right, everyone, anyone, Preston, who had a British accent, uh, was attempting to get on Game of Thrones. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was the hot ticket. Yeah, and uh, the cast was huge. Yes. So, uh, she said, I was just very disheartened by the rejection. Uh, she said, you get a lot of no's before a yes. I was auditioning for commercials, for anything, really, and then I auditioned for Game of Thrones... And I got a no for that, and then that's kind of when I was like, okay, this is really difficult. I guess I really wanted that role. She explains that the audition that uh, that marked one for her, that marked one, oh, one of her last goes at this at all was Stranger Things, which was originally titled Montauk yeah. uh, during the early days of production. Is that yeah. wild? Yeah. Well, they always do that. They'll put, they'll put a different, or a lot of times they'll put mm-hmm. a different name on the uh, on the script just to throw people off. Uh, two months later, she said they got back to us and were like, hey, uh, we'd love to Skype with you. Montauk was definitely the one that gave me hope of doing it all again. Uh, so she was kind of in that last, you know, she was huh. thinking about hanging it up. Did she? I'm sorry if you said this and I missed it, but did she indicate what part she was um, auditioning yes. for? In she Game was of auditioning for Leanna Mormont, uh, which yeah. was one of my favorite favorite character. She was only in a couple of episodes, but she was a little kid yeah. uh, who was the head of a of a house uh, or, you know. Very and, eloquent, right? Uh, yeah, she was excellent. She was a badass. She was awesome. Yeah. She was, she she had a very little part, but man, did she make use of it and uh, stood out quite a bit. I lo- In fact, I have I have a shirt that I bought that says Lyanna effing Mormont on it <laughs> with the house uh, sigil, so uh, I'm a total nerd about that. Uh, so yeah, she would have been good in that, but uh, the gal who ended up playing it was perfect. Uh, Eva Longoria was psyched to appear in Overboard with her friend Anna Ferris, but it almost didn't happen. It shouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't need to happen. It didn't did need anybody to watch it? I did. Uh, it's not good. Uh, uh, it's, I didn't even... Had it, if it had existed, it would have been like, ah. Uh, if the first one was, oh, this is nice. The, uh, the problem is the first one does exist. Yeah. I love and it has one. the perfect cast for it. Can yeah. I? Because I didn't watch it. I refused to watch it because there's no need for it. And I love the first Overboard. I have a question because in the first Overboard, one of the sons uh, talked like Pee Wee Herman. And that was a great character quirk. Did they have one of the... They, they opted out of the Pee Wee Herman but reference But was it the something remake? similar? Uh, no. The, but... the kids were, were quirky, as okay. you would imagine. The problem was that they reversed... Anna Ferris became Kurt Russell, and this, um, right. this oh, other actor okay. became Goldie Hawn. Yeah, um, which is interesting. But 
One of my favorites from uh, it's a really quick throwaway line from the original movie when uh, the kids and they're really bratty kids yeah, if you've yeah. never seen the movie. Uh, the the oldest one meets a girl. It's a real short thing, and they're walking. He's walking away with a girl, and the other one of the other kids goes, "Hey, Trav." Don't knock her up. Yes. <laughs> you know what it also misses? Roddy McDowell is the oh, butler. Uh, he was great. There's that great scene where she comes back after having been with Kurt Russell, yeah. and she opens the beer by slapping it against it. <laughs> and they're looking at her like, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she apologizes to him, and it was it was great. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, anyhow, well, uh, Eva Longoria was psyched that uh, she well, was She should apologize to me in that. But uh, it almost didn't happen. As you said, it shouldn't have happened. On Anna Ferris is unqualified, Longoria said, I had to fight for this role. I had to meet with the writers and directors like 5,000 times, and I was like, I have to be in a movie with Anna Ferris. You don't understand. Uh, this is like a dream of mine, and you're blocking me from my dream. I love Anna Ferris. Yeah. I do, too. And, uh, but I just, there was there was no need you for this. You didn't love this. I did not love this. <laughs> I watched uh, the remake of Footloose, which I, it, it was, I, I happened upon it on by mistake. Right. And, but I, I, I stuck in for the whole thing. It sucked, man. It's it's unnecessary. I don't, you know, and the dancing wasn't even that great. You would expect 30 years later <laughs> that it's, you know, the the dance moves and all that would be just, um, and, and it wasn't. It really was Some, not. They but, even redid, like, the angry dancing. I know. I, I, well, I saw it. I saw the remake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're just, uh, they're, they're. Yeah, but I, you, I wouldn't expect the dancing to be amazing because here's a town where you're not allowed to dance, and all of a sudden you've got Broadway-level dancers. That, that well, was the problem yeah. with the first one. Yeah. These pent-up kids suddenly, in highly choreographed numbers, take right. to the dance floor at the end. So we we give them that because yeah. we enjoy it. For me, yeah. Footloose really lives well with the other stuff. I should say that the the new Ren, he wasn't like this amazing dancer. I just but he is a professional dancer. Yeah. We had him in here. He was that yeah, great. yeah. He is a professional. He was in here doing stuff. He did like the, the faux levitation. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Actually, yeah. I would have so. liked to have seen like Turbo, you know, from Breaking. I would have liked to have seen him in it. Turbo from Breaking. I yeah. didn't see Breaking. You never uh, saw. Oh, I, never I saw used to watch all those. There's, oh, there, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of crews, dance crews. Yeah. And my wife will come in and she'll just like go, "Oh my god, what are was... you watching another one of these?" And there's some corporate entity that's going to tear down the community center. Yeah. To put up a high rise condo, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right, yeah, Every what was, yeah. What was the one where there was a mystery dancer who was amazing, but it was a girl dressed as a guy? You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't see that one. Wore, it was like disguised, and it turns out it was a girl. And Yo, I think it was it. called No You Didn't. Oh, was the name No of that You yeah. Didn't yeah. 2. Uh, somebody's going to have to tell <laughs> me what that was. It was No You Didn't 2, Maybe You Did. Uh, was it? <laughs> oh, man, I can't remember the name <laughs> Not stomp the yard. No, no, no. It was way before that. Oh, way so. before that. Okay, yeah, yeah, give yeah. it a second. It'll show up on the text board. Or listen, yeah. let us know because I don't know what you're talking about. What, what era did it come out? Is it the eighties? Any idea who it was? It, it was they, when no. Every no, no. one of them was an era. It was when uh, it was when you know break and break dancing hit. Okay, and, and everybody was all about it. Okay. Like Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum are in that one, and they're all they're again. They all have that same vibe. Yeah, it's like you know? Crush Groove is coming. To Crush mind. Groove. That could have been it. Yeah, I, I never That's saw one. that. I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll let the test. We should set up a crew, okay. a dance crew. <laughs> Cappy with a K. I mean, I'm in. Preston, we show no, up like in some uh, some alleyway, you? like there's some some like the Bloods, <laughs> like the Crips are there in an alleyway, and we show up. Hey, 
Do one eight count and leave. <laughs> Nick, pull up, the, pull up text messages. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got nothing yet. Uh, you think you're bad? <laughs> Shut up. You think you're beat it? All right, We're radio else. broadcasters, <laughs> and we can dance. I'm so in. I thought you were a singer. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> I thought this was a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> That's two blocks over. <laughs> I thought this was a freestyle rap-off. <laughs> I even wore my pretty clothes. Is that the name of the movie? I thought she was a singer. Okay. All right, well, we may never know. The world may never know. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they, they've got like meth and, and, and keys of coke, and they, they just look up like, yeah. what? Five, what is that guy doing? Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. That is a funny. That is a funny movie pre- pre- premise. I can't even. Talk. Murph could do it. Yeah. Murph, could, Murph could make a short. A short film on that. That'd be great. <laughs> I this but we would have, we'd have to come in. Dance off. Like, I'd be like this, pressing your back, and be, yeah. in case you be, be down low, like you. And Kathy would be, you know, you got to have all the bandanas on. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in full sequence uniform. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, just one of the guys is not the movie we were talking about. Not even close. Not even in the ballpark. But people are saying maybe Breaking 2. Was that Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. Yeah. But But that's not that. Don't worry about it. Anyway. I'll get get over it. I'll live. One of these days, we'll have to have... uh, I'll host it. A back-to-back of those movies because they're so bad, I love them. I was bummed out to see this this morning. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve's upcoming Dune remake has been delayed and will now be released October 1st, 2021. I was so looking forward to seeing it in December, but it's not going to be originally scheduled for December 18th. Yeah, I mean, they want to make sure they're going to be able to have some... I mean, you want to make sure theaters are at at least open up to some level with a budget like that. You can't... Yeah, financially, it doesn't make sense for the the studio. They, They need... They paid so much for it. They've got to make. Uh, they got to make bank on the it. Problem is, Preston. They think they're bad, but they ain't nothing. <laughs> they ain't nothing. Uh, the delay <laughs> is likely to separate Dune from the recently delayed Wonder Woman 1984, as the two would have premiered just a week apart from each other. Did Hang you hear the other excruciating news? Uh-uh. Uh, that that the Batman. Might yes, be. yes, I did hear that. Yeah, 20. the tentative release October first, twenty twenty one, and so expect that to shift later yeah. as well. So they're pushing that back. That's yep. Um, by the way, speaking of bad, the song yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, yeah, we, we should we should go and and analyze the the first part, the, the non musical part where he and he comes back yeah. to town and is hanging out with his old friends and and then they're kind of giving him a hard time. Let, let me ask you something. What exactly are you wearing? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Weird Al spoofed it perfectly. He did, yeah. 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 See, I'm going to teach you up in that sissy school. 
Um, okay. But I'm back and I'm bad. I forgot. I'm going to if you up. Yeah. I forgot about the movie before the song. Okay, yeah. So he's oh, yeah. at some boys' school. Oh, he, yeah. he goes. He, he he goes. He has some formal education. He comes back to his neighborhood, and apparently it was a, a rougher area, and yeah. they they're essentially giving him a hard time because he's he's gotten all soft. I got to return home and. Show him I still got my chops that I can still do a rim job. I don't think you know what that is. I don't think you're using that right. What? What? (laughs) So he he wasn't fully accepted in the school either, right? Because he was a street kid? He was kind of in between. Oh, yeah. That's poor guy. Yeah, I know. But he was bad. Yeah. Incredibly bad. And then, but, and he had a, a, you know, a white leather outfit with all kinds of jingly things on it. Or was it black? I'm sorry. It was black. Yeah. Yeah. The thing you don't understand about me. He said, I'm always mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're like the Hulk. I'm like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> That's your secret. It's my secret. Uh, it's the harder part is keeping the beast within. Mm. I'm so... sure. We're watching the video right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, they look tough. God damn, that was a great fight. Who's up for visiting the daycare center? What is this? <laughs> it's him walking. walking with all his jingly jangly. He's got spurs. I got spurs. That jingle, jangle, jingle. <laughs> That's supposed to have spurs in it, but I don't hear any. Yeah, I didn't hear that either. Off. I didn't have them glued on properly. <laughs> I got spurs that jingle, jingle, jingle. As I go riding merrily, I go riding merrily. Sing, oh, ain't you glad? Who's bad? So bad. Mm. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I am so bad that I'm going to meet you in a parking garage, and I'm going to dance your face. It's not a parking garage. It's a subway yeah. station. Oh, I guess you're right. That's why they've turned stacked. Let's be clear on this. <laughs> One last story. Netflix has dropped the first look at uh, Henry Cable as Geralt of Rivia in the second season of The Witcher. I watched um, a few episodes of the first season. I liked it. I think I want to go back to it. The show is currently in production in the UK, and Netflix said in a tweet accompanying accompanying some stills, it said, new armor, same Witcher. Uh, the season two logline is convinced Yennefer's life was lost at the Battle of Sodden. Where's Yennefer? Uh, Gerald of Rivia brings Princess Cirilla to the safest place he knows, his childhood home of Care Morin. Ma! <laughs> I want some meatloaf! Hell, <laughs> oh, you're such an annoying witcher. Uh. I used to follow uh, Henry Cable on Instagram, uh, but I stopped because he made me feel bad about myself because he would post like these workout videos. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh, no, that's just why. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to be that. I don't want to feel like that. I did this... the same thing with Chris Hemsworth. Did you? <laughs> stop it. I, like, I have dude, to stop. I can't, I can't you are a man. more videos of you working out. I am not. Uh-huh. I just right. bent a tie iron with my penis. <laughs> Let's do the clips. L.A.'s Finest is a spinoff show based on the Bad Boys film series. It follows a female DEA agent now working with the LAPD. And in this clip, Jessica Alba discusses this role being a dream gig. Here we go. When I read the script, it was the role that I always wanted to play. I love action. I've always loved action. And I love comedy. And I'm a huge fan of Die Hard and Bad Boys and Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cops. And I like... Always wanted to be not the girl in any of those movies. I wanted to be the dudes. Like, I wanted to have fun. But in those action genres, the women need to be saved. thing sucks! L.A.'s Finest airs Monday nights at 8, and that is on Fox. What was the first series we saw? It was called Dark Angel. 
um, where she was sort of like a, like a like a hybrid kind of like a Lita. Was yeah. that before Honey? Uh, it was it was yeah it was before Honey. Okay, it was it was her. The, she had a TV series. It's the first time we saw her. The first thing I remember her in was in Never Been Kissed. She was one of the popular girls. Yes. Um, and I'm like, wow, that girl's pretty attractive. And yeah. And sure enough, she started popping up in other stuff. So, uh, yeah, but she uh, continues to kick some ass. L.A.'s Finest airs Monday nights at 8 on I'm Fox. I'm bad. Yeah, was was it Dark Angel? Dark yeah. Angel. And that was out in... <laughs> <laughs> I hope Michael hangs out. Mm-hmm. I hang for you a bit. I got nothing. I got nobody to do. Uh, 2000... Need some experience. When that came out in Yeah, 2000, 2000 and 2002. Uh-oh. And James Cameron was the creator on that. That's right. right. Yeah. Really? Uh, let's see the first thing. You remember we had a, a poster posted oh. at Y100? A life size? She was in Camp Nowhere. That was her very first credit. Camp Nowhere. Yeah. Right. I don't remember. She don't was know. also in that movie uh, with Paul Walker. What movie? Is it about surfers and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Blue. Yeah. No, no. Blue Waffle. Blue Waffle. <laughs> My blue waffle. Welcome to the island. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had the blue waffle? You're thinking of Blue Crush. And yeah. That was not. That, no, that was not. No, that was. Uh, um, she was in Into the Blue with Paul Walker, which is. Uh, ah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. There yeah. you go. Deep well, trouble she, with the drug lord. She came into the uh, the station uh, to promote it. Yes. Yeah. No. That was nice. We she met her in person. She, she came did. in to promote Honey. Okay. Mm. Yes. She was in to promote something. Yeah. She we met there. her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who was the gal that was in Blue Crush? The 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 blonde. Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Bosworth. Brian Bosworth. Next clip. Oh, well. <laughs> He's a football player. <laughs> Word association at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Brian Posehn. Dating Blatt's a butterfly. Dating Blatt is his construction worker. <laughs> The Boys follows a group of vigilantes looking to take down a group of supposed superheroes. I'm sorry, what's the name of that show? By a uh, (laughs) villainous corporation. And in this clip, Aaron Moriarty peels back the curtain on how they create Starlight's powers. Here we go. It's a whole contraption, basically, that I'm wearing underneath my clothes where there will be something and it will be like, um, oh, it's like a little box on the on my back and they'll wire um, like a wire through my entire So I have to be wearing or ideally I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. And then so little do you know, I'm basically feeling like a robot. The season two finale (laughs) of the boys begins streaming on Amazon Prime video this Friday. Oh, come on. Very bummed out that it's coming to an end for the season. Did you know Marissa watches it? I, I. We were going to a commercial, or we were going to start, we were about ready to turn the mics on. She came in and she started chit-chatting with like you guys. Like excited. And I'm like, when did you, what, what? you didn't tell us. Oh. We have morning discussions about this show off air. <laughs> I was never invited into the boys club. That is well, not true. Well, now you are. Now you are. We just yeah. never knew. Well, more people to talk to about this show. We yeah. want you to join our dance group, our crew. Yeah. It's really good. I like all the, like, offbeat, like, Ant-Man and... Gardens of the Galaxy, like right. the little like yeah. offbeat superhero stuff. This yeah, is this, is, really this is as offbeat as you can get. We yeah. always thought that you weren't bad, you weren't nothing. <laughs> now you're something. <laughs> We're going to call you Little Squirt. You're in the club, Little Squirt. All right, when's the next conversation? Uh, in, well, we're taking a break right yeah. now. How about that? Fine, then. We can talk about it now. All right, there you go. Entertainment report. That's it for you. Uh, our friends from... Uh, all right, he's leaving. I'm back. <laughs> See you, Michael. Go now. Sorry. Diaper changing time. 
Uh, our friends from Deeds and Watson. This is uncomfortable. Uh, your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly delis like Al's Corner Deli in the Northeast and 3J Market in Fishtown and Northern Liberties are open for takeout. Just a reminder. You're wonderful family owned and operated. I thought you left. I thought you left. I, when I heard about two of my favorite eateries, I had to return. You gotta go. See you later. You can taste four generations of family recipes made with love. We have it's a... about family. No! Made with love and show your support for local businesses. Realphillydeli.com. standing at the door. It's about family. What? I Let me come back in. Those are my spurs. I said it's about family. Oh, thanks. Family owned and operated. Okay. We support small business. Thank you, Al. And Deets and Watson. Al's uh, Corner Deli and 3J's Market. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We have a bunch of guests on the show. we got stuff to do. We'll tell you about it when we get back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Tala. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Holla. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I have some stories I want to go through. Before that, I want to say good morning to Beverly Goldberg. <laughs> Adam Goldberg's mom yeah. listens to our show, and of course, the show, The Goldbergs. Oh. <clears throat> what? She's going to be on tomorrow. Is she going to be on tomorrow? She's going to be on tomorrow. Excellent. We, there was a tweet that went out, uh, and we had we had put, uh, Marissa had posted, what fall activity did you do this weekend? And Beverly Goldberg, who is depicted on that show, yes. wrote, watch Netflix again and again. And then her son, Adam, <laughs> responded, I love how my mom is a Preston and Steve fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's great. So Marissa reached out to Bev, Yay. the real Bev, uh, yesterday, and uh, she's going to give us a call tomorrow. Excellent. She's yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. All right. So hi, Bev. Yes. Well, thanks for listening. We love you. We love your son. Her website is uh, shrimpparmchef.com. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so funny. I, the notion of if you were to just tell me casually about shrimp parm, I you know <laughs> I would have vomited. However, on the way, the way it's depicted on the show and her and her loving, um, you know, making of it for family members, I'm like, I think I need to try shrimp parm. <laughs> what is shrimp parm? It's her, one of her go-to meals that the family loves. Like so chicken it's, parm, but yeah, with but, shrimp instead. Do I don't I, know because I make shrimp scampi and I add some parm to it. So do you? Pretty yeah, tasty. Yeah. Apparently, it's one of her. It's one of her absolute. Specialties. We're going to get that secret out of her tomorrow. <laughs> it's her birthday this week, too. She's born on uh, October 8th, so on Thursday, it's her birthday. That's a special week. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. All right, Um, I got some stories in the junk. Hey! I'll never get to them if I don't get to them this way. But I want to do that now. Uh, we'll start with this one. A rare 102-carat white diamond has sold at auction. For $15.7 million, but experts are calling it a bargain price for that. $15 million was a steal? Yes. Is it, it what you say, a white diamond? That's just a regular diamond, right? What, yes, 102 carat white diamond, and it's flawless. Oh, apparently, wow. Kathy said when they say the flawless, deal. obviously nothing is perfect, perfect, but as close to flawless as you can get, correct? 
I don't know when when well, you what, go. What level? What percentage puts it into flawless? Ca- Good question. Yeah, I don't I know. But like... but when you go, have you ever been to to look through the, the yes, yeah. the jewelers, oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, the the jewelers. Uh, That's how piece, I look at my neighbors. Uh, and everything, you know, you, there there are little bubbles. There are, there are little. Um, so you wouldn't be able specs to specs and you, things like that. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to see any of that to the naked eye. Right? No, it, with that, um, you so you wouldn't be able to see anything under ten times. Uh, it being magnification. Magnified. Okay, yeah. all right, and that qualifies as flawless. Well, it's a spectacular-looking diamond. Well, how big is 102 carats? You know what? There's a picture of somebody holding it, I oh, think. It's okay. the size of an award-winning pumpkin. It's pretty damn big, Case. It's like, uh, I want to say, well, it's not like egg size. It's smaller than that, but uh, the gemstone went to an unnamed telephone bidder. The auction was held online by Sotheby's in Hong Kong. The diamond was taken from a 271-carat stone. Jesus. Whoa. Which was discovered at a Canadian mine in 2018. In the Arctic? Uh, up near it. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. And apparently that's a hotbed for big diamonds. Canada yeah. has a... Uh, I did not know that Canada was uh, really... Well, you know the issue with, there. Rich with gems in that way. Those caves are defended by Yeti. Okay. And uh, that's why it makes it so difficult to mine them. People liked buying the Canadian diamonds because uh, they were less uh, conflict-inspired, uh, you know, like a lot of the African yes. diamonds. Canadians so, are yes. just more pleasant. Yeah, yeah. But, they are. but people were buying them um, because they were from Canada instead of uh, places in Africa. Kathy, do you know what the four C's of diamond shopping are? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Cut, clarity, and... You can't say the first one. Color. Yeah. And the last one? Uh, cut, clarity, color... Carrot. Carrot. I'm sorry. Why am I... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. I'm sorry, you don't win the year supply of turtle wax. <laughs> uh, only seven other diamonds larger than 100 carats and of the same quality have gone under the hammer. Uh, the stone did not have a reserve price, a minimum price that the seller is willing to accept for an item. That's why it got taken as, uh, uh, as pretty much a bargain, they're saying. If they would have had a uh, a reserve price, then it would have started so, at a certain level. To understand the, the machinations here, the, if, if they set a price, and when if someone met it immediately, they got it for that? No, 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 no. Just a minimum where okay. the bidding starts. All right. So this person, you know, they just said, all right, what's, what's our opening bid? You know, essentially. All right, I'll take it. Uh, it <laughs> is the first time in history that a diamond has sold at auction this way. Huh. Uh, they said it was flawless and difficult to overstate its rarity and beauty. Did you watch Uncut, Ge- uh, Uncut Gems yet? No. Okay, because there is a like an auction. You saw Billy Madison. Uh, it's it's Sanders in both. Well, he's in both of yeah. them, but they're not. Uh, the they're same. not all like right, it at right. all. Um, but there is a, a like a an auction scene. The whole movie is. I, I think um, if you suffer from anxiety, don't watch it because okay. like the whole movie is just anxiety ridden. Did you watch it, yesterday? I, I I watched a lot of it. Yes. Okay. I, I actually found it a little hard to endure. I felt like the payoff was actually. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, in that, that whole world, I mean, have you guys ever seen the Hope Diamond at the Smithsonian? Yeah. Yeah. And it's such an amazing thing. But after the point in which you get to the Hope Diamond, it's like, okay. Yeah, I go. saw it. Yeah. Let's the, go. The yeah. buying and selling of diamonds is pretty fascinating. I mean, it was really controlled by a monopoly for a really long time. And De Beers had a, a really worldwide influence. And then mines like these ones in Canada sh- started showing up. And so some of the... Uh, some of the dominance of one company has faded over the years, but they're not nearly as rare as everybody thinks they are. You know, they're, they're not. Sapphires are much more rare, <laughs> and um, other stones are more rare. But diamonds are diamonds, and so therefore they're, they are have the, this value. Are the Canadian mines yielding? Are they well, competitive now with the African? Mines? I'll give you the info on that. Yeah. Canada, among the world's major diamond producers, is no stranger to big gems. Even though large scale mining 
but the Stones only began there in the 1990s. Isn't that so amazing? So they're kind of just getting started. Well, that's where we need to go. Forget panning for gold, Preston. Let's yeah. take our mining activities north. Two years ago, the uh, Dominion Diamond Mines Company announced the discovery of a 552-carat yellow gemstone in oh. North American record at its site in the Northwest Territories. It's just... 135 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Well, you just—it sounds like you're tripping over them up there. Uh, the previous record holding diamond was uh, found at the same mine in 2015. That stone, named the Foxfire, mm-hmm. a two billion year old 187.7 carat diamond, was displayed around the world, including for a few weeks at Kensington Palace in London. Uh, Canadian diamonds, often found in the remote northern reaches of the country. Have a reputation for being conflict-free yes. and more sustainably uh, sourced than stones from other nations. They so. always have some sort of ex- like Foxfire or the uh, Emerald of the yeah. Nile. Yeah, I, I think love that. If we mm-hmm. find one, we name it Pud. Pud mm-hmm. is Pud. that the Pud Diamond? The Pud Diamond. Yeah. Force people to say the word Pud. Uh, just... the, at, at, at auction. Yeah. Up for bid the fourteen-carat Pud Diamond. <laughs> I would love that. Did you say pud? (laughs) Um, I'm fascinated by it. I have no understanding of it. Steven Singer attempted to give me sort of a course and he's he, he actually broke it down nicely but it's still it's it's more than i can comprehend yeah yeah it's i don't want to head up to northern canada now just you know for a I think yeah. you should fly fishing vacation or right. something with right. a lot of pickaxes mm-hmm. and dynamite all right uh let me see what else i have here uh, drones are used for a variety of tasks, of course, but uh, get ready to add one more to the list. Human organ transit. <laughs> Come on. Uh, researchers at Mission Go, a provider of unmanned aviation solutions, and the Nevada Donor Network, an organ procurement organization, announced last week two successful test flights carrying a human organ and tissue via drones in Las Vegas. Stop and think about that, though, where you'd have to wait for a commercial flight or, uh, you know, or at least a chartered flight. Or helicopter. Yeah, or helicopter. You could send this much quicker. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to send... They don't have They don't have the drones that can go that distance. Uh, but for just across town, uh, they can do this. So the first... Well, why not just use, like, uh, Uber Eats or something? Flight on September. <laughs> <laughs> I brought your kidney. Yeah. You got, uh, got a, some wonton and a kidney. <laughs> the first flight on September 17th transported research corneas. Got two flatbreads and a kidney. Uh, from, yeah. from one hospital to another about two and a half miles away. <laughs> on the same day, a second flight delivered research kidneys 10 miles from an airport to a location outside a small town in the Vegas desert. Yeah, I got a wonton, I got a flatbread, and a heart. Uh, it marked the longest organ delivery flight in drone history, surpassing the distance of a historic April 2019 flight when staff now with the Mission Go team transported a kidney from the Living Legacy Foundation in West Baltimore my to heart? the University of Maryland Medical Center downtown. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. See the driver dipping into the way they dip into your food. They're dipping into your organs. <laughs> Nearly 100,000 Americans are on the waiting list for a kidney transplant, and about 12 people die each day, So this according could e- to the National Kidney Foundation. This could expedite that. Well, uh, here's the deal. Um, drones drones could shorten transportation yeah. time, which decreases the time an organ is outside of the body and improves chances of function after transplant. Hours of, of traffic in a metropolitan area could be reduced to minutes via drone. I don't know if they break this down, but uh, obviously we've seen in like an airplane and other movies where wherever they they're transporting organs, they put them in a cooler 
Uh, how? What's the longest, say, a, a rob- like an organ like the heart can stay out of a body and still be viable for transplant? Good question. By the way, unmanned aircraft, and this is something you may not consider, not only can save the lives of recipients, but also surgeons who have apparently died in plane or helicopter crashes. That's true. On their way to retrieve an organ. Uh, there were some limitations to the recent Las Vegas test drone. The aircraft could only hold about 22 pounds, limiting the amount of ice that the team would need and usually pack for a commercial flight because they, they put a lot of ice on those. It looks like the heart is six hours. Uh, other organs like pancreas and liver are 12 a kidney is less than 30 hours. Uh, researchers are wild. Larger aircraft transport heavier cargo to include more ice, multiple organs, and medical devices for organ preservation. Have so. you ever seen the, the, the ritual that they do when someone is an organ donor and they've passed? And mm-hmm. uh, you, You've seen this? Okay. Yeah. I, I, what do they I, do? They'll take the person, and, and I've seen like medical personnel line up on each side of the hallway as the person who is... You know, turn their organs over oh, for organ right. when they're getting ready to harvest, or after, yes. okay, like like like, like a, almost like a, a, an honor, a right, celebration. Right. I think it's the most beautiful thing you could possibly see because wow. it's, it's going oh. to extend other people's lives. And I just recently saw a couple of videos. I'm like, well, what's going on there? But it's an amazing thing. I wonder if that happens. I wonder if there's a couple of places that do that, or if that's. Kind of standard, standard procedure around the yeah. country. I just recently became aware of it. Well, uh, while we're talking uh, about this, I'd love to give a plug. My, yes. my friend Trevor DeHaz, he's from Phoenixville, and uh, he's been on a waiting list for about a year, maybe longer at this point. Uh, his Instagram is Trevor DeHaas, D E H A A S. If you want more information, uh, you can email me. It's just nick at WMMR.com. But he's been waiting for a long time, Steve, and the match program is difficult. You waiting, know? It so, is. Uh, what's that? Waiting for what? A kidney. A kidney. Yes, okay. he needs. He, he will die without a kidney transplant at some point. So um, he needs it. And uh, if you need more information, email me and I'll, I'll happily pass, pass it along to you. Have you ever seen the footage of um, someone who has received a heart from someone who has passed yeah. and the family of the person who passed yeah. and donated the heart gets to hear the heart living? In someone else, it's it's unbelievable. There was one. Uh, there was a video that recently made its rounds on on Twitter of a of a gentleman who had some type of a of a, of a, a donor replacement. I don't know if it, it was a kidney or if it was something in his heart. And the actual, or it was. Oh, he had received a he had received a stem cell donation from a, a, uh, a stranger, right? And so they had set this up ahead of time. The guys in 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 the restaurant. And he's it's his birthday, and they come and they sing happy birthday to him. I think and. Somebody says something to him. He goes, "Yeah, this one guy. Uh, he knew his name. Yeah, donated this to me, and he saved my life." And the guy goes, "That's me." Oh, and, and they had right. set it up, and it was oh, man. And I want one million dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so. It was awesome. really special. It was very, very cool. Something to consider, you yeah. know. Uh, and 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 donating the organs is is such a such an awesome thing to do. Well, there's a listener of our show. His name's Derek Fitzgerald. He actually had a heart transplant, and I've met him. Uh, a few years ago, and we we uh, remain in contact. But he he doesn't know who, and the family doesn't know him who who you know gave him the heart. But this guy, after he received this heart, he runs marathons and triathlons. It's amazing, and isn't he's it? doing that with this other person's heart. And, and to me, if it were my family member's heart that was doing this for somebody, I would want to know that. You right. know, I would want to know. I wonder that, in the yeah. process if you if you're a donor or, or if if you have a family member who donates. Can you make s- specific requests that you your identity not be known to the recipient? 
Or, or I'm sure they're. I'm sure oh, they. Yeah. I'm sure they're, it's like, sure they would accommodate whatever yeah. you wanted. Yeah. It's like a adoption process, right? Right. right so you right. have open ab- adoptions and and closed ones, right? So mm. yeah, I don't mm. know. Um, all right, I got another story in oh. here, and it uh, and it concerns medical stuff. I can go back to this call in a second. This coming up, but I do want to to move on to this. But um, a peculiar symptom of COVID nineteen, coffee. For some for some uh, people who uh, who have had COVID, coffee can smell like rotting meat to them. Oh my God, that's disgusting! Right. Mm-hmm. COVID just got serious. Yeah, right. No, I, that's wild. So, Doctor Katie Luftus was treating coronavirus parents, patients at Mount Sinai Hospital Health System until she got sick herself. It was a mild case, right? And after two weeks, she was back at work. Two months later, though, a new problem emerged. She said, "I started noticing a very bad smell." A lot of different places and different scents that I would encounter. It smells like something rotten, almost like rotten meat. Does this happen during pregnancy as well? There, your 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 yeah, olfactory senses. senses can be rewired. Yeah, I think so. Um, she said after I started noticing a very bad smell at a lot of different places and different scents that I would encounter. Huh. Um, she said comforting scents like lavender, breakfast cereal, and coffee suddenly were foul. She said, walking into a coffee shop is totally disgusting thing to do right now. Oh, man. She said, with this novel coronavirus, we are seeing a very high frequency or a high population of patients that have a change in the sense of smell or taste. Um, And this is according to Dr. Alfred uh, Iloretta, who is an otolaryngology specialist. We can't even say it. Specialist, (laughs) yeah. And says he's treating more and more people who have recovered from COVID-19, wrestling with changes to their sense of smell and taste. He estimates that 50 to 70 percent of the patients with mild to moderate cases of COVID-19 have some degree of impairment. So when my um, brother-in-law had uh, COVID-19, he had it for about uh, two or three days. Not a lot of symptoms, but he did immediately lose his sense of smell and taste. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I got to follow up with uh, Rochelle's mom and dad. They both had it, and they were they were in the hospital. They got, right, she got uh, serious, real sick, yes. pneumonia, and the whole deal. But uh, they're recovering. Uh, but I haven't asked about the senses yet. Some have lost those senses completely. By the way, uh, the doctor said when uh, what we think about the virus specifically when it attacks or attaches uh, where we smell, and it's called the olfactory cleft. It's where the nerve sits that senses these particles in the air that we perceive or. We sense one theory is the virus inflames the nerve, causing it to swell, interfering with signals sent to the brain, identifying everyday sense. There's no known treatment yet, uh, but the doctor wants to find answers. He's running a clinical test that tests whether fish oil could be a remedy for the scent thing. My best friend had it. She lost the sense of smell and taste almost um, immediately, and it lasted for a long time. And she said, it, so she had it like before. Um, we even, you know, really knew that it was it right. was here as big as it is. And, is, it, is it back now or stuff? Or, uh, or no? Well, so it so it lasted a really long time. She had it back in February, okay, uh, and she didn't get her her um, smell and, and taste back for a few months. But she would each day she would take the jug of bleach and stick her nose in it because she was like, I, I can't smell it. I can't, right? I can't, wow. I can't. And so when it's it slowly started to come back, okay. and she'd be like, I'm smelling it a little bit today. Okay, well, it's coming St- back. It's coming back. Stop and think if you, for example, what if you have like a gas leak in the house. Yeah, yeah. And you can't... You yes. Can't, yeah. We she smell for just, a reason. We smell for a reason. Yeah. She was fine. Like she, But she said she just like freaked out that she couldn't smell anything. And, and like she said, I'm eating. I don't even... Like I can't taste anything. I'm looking at it. It's a taco. 
But it doesn't taste like a Researchers taco. are trying to jar the senses back into operation by having them stand next to Gary Lauer after a workout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, the rotting meat thing. So not only can it can your sense go away, it can change, it can alter things and make them smell different. Didn't you say that Rochelle was um, would vomit after chicken or, or the smell of chicken? Well, that was more like a texture thing. Yeah. Oh, a texture so thing. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't the smell. But yeah, when she was pregnant, yeah, uh, chicken, she had to stay away from it. But bratwurst, That's a disgrace. she ate every day. Um, hang on a second. I want to go back to the organ donors. We have Chris who's on the line. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, okay. man. What's up, bud? Uh, my father, uh, about in 99, got uh, diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Yeah. And um, I was about 13 years old, and um, he, you know, he was only about 30, so which is actually rare as it is. Jeez. And, um, you know, we were waiting on a waiting list. He was able to come home for a little bit. But the oddity of the whole situation was a young man was on his motorcycle mm. and wiped out and, uh, you know, was unfortunately pronounced brain dead. That that young man, his mother sat next to my mother at work. And what they did was they wanted the heart to go to my father. Well, obviously you can't do that because you have a waiting list and yeah. a lot of things. Oh, they did, they, did they do a they, swapping program? Yeah, they found a loophole in yeah. it. And my father was the same height and weight, roughly the same blood type and everything. My father's still alive to this day because of that young man. Oh, so so they were able to, so his heart was a, a viable candidate for him. A, it was a match. That's wow. unbelievable. And Literally this was like, someone she sat next to at work. At work, it was her son. So, young. Chris, how uh, do you have any idea how long, uh, on average, a heart transplant is expected to they keep said, someone alive? Sure, they said 10 to 12 to my father, so it's been almost 20 for him. And it's, uh, he actually, I can't say where he works just because yeah. a lot of people know, but he's very high up in, in a uh, medical professional field. I, so, I, I, I always tend to, I think, I tend to think they give conservative estimates on that because years and years ago, we're probably talking 30 years ago, a friend of mine, his, his father had a heart transplant and his father is still going strong on that heart so i they they, they probably you know uh maybe it's to tamp expectations down but i think it it seems that a lot of the people that i know that have had and i don't know that many but i know some they they all seem to have exceeded the projected duration of the heart it's it's unbelievable my dad would run circles around me at work and i'm 33 years huh. old. well yeah. that's awesome wow good story thank you chris yeah. we appreciate thank it you guys have a great day yep take care uh, by the way, we're going to go back and forth between the COVID and the and the uh, and organ donors. But oh. here's one that says, had COVID lost smell, Dunkin' Donuts smelled like burnt popcorn oh my God. <laughs> as my smell started to come back. Wow. This one says, my girlfriend's mom had COVID in April, lost sense of taste and smell, didn't get it back, recently drank spoiled milk without oh, reason, realizing no. it and got sick. Oh, God. Yeah. Ew. Ew. My friend actually started listening to Nickelback. Their taste was oh awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, it taste so, so screwed bad. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's another text uh, regarding organ donation, though, because this is a nice story. Um, right. uh, this is person said, I wanted to share this. My mother passed away from a massive heart attack. She was a donor, and after passing away, we were able to use her cornea uh, of her eyes for a patient who was losing their eyesight. A year or so went by, and the family of the recipient sent my father a letter of appreciation that included a thank you stone. Great story for those who are uncertain on becoming a donor. Uh, so yeah, when you can reach out and, uh, and get in touch, it's got to mean a lot to the family, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
let me see here. Yeah, let me go to let me go to Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. Hi. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Carolyn? Good. I had uh, Corona, a mild case, in August, and I lost my sense of taste and smell. And it is really weird when you can't. And how did it? Anything. How did it come back to you, or has it? Well, it, it's weird because now I feel like sometimes it's back and sometimes it's not. But like Kathy said, I will. I was trying to smell bleach. I was doing everything to try to get my sense of smell back. And before that, I was hypersensitive to smell. I was, oh. every, I was like, oh, that stinks. I don't want to be around it. And now I can hardly smell, but I can taste some things and not other things. So it's really weird. Like, I can't even eat soup now because... Soup with no taste is like I know everyone's favorite thing. Soup. Bill um, wants to get COVID Bill wants right to get, now, yeah, yeah. so he doesn't ever have to taste soup Bill's again. Bill's on the way into work licking strangers. Uh, um, weird when you can't eat and you just keep eating because you, nothing kind of satisfies. Satisfied, you. yeah. Wow, no kidding. Well, yeah. smell is such it's a part of taste. I yeah. wonder, Carolyn, if you would have tried, and I'm sure you wouldn't have smelled anything, but like ammonia or smelling salts that is just like so pungent. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. And now sometimes I can smell the bleach and then other times I'm like, oh, good, it's coming back. And other times I can't. And like Kathy, I like wine. So <laughs> I can't. I can't <laughs> oh, even, no. I know. I'm so sorry. I know my friend was like, this one tastes okay. I'm like, if you say so, just have another glass. Oh. Yeah, but it's wow. weird. Um, but I'm hoping because now I can taste more than I could before, and all right. sometimes. But hopefully, it'll all come back very soon because it's been a couple months. Okay, well, we're 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 pulling for you. Thanks, Carolyn. Yeah. By the way, somebody yeah. texted. I wonder. I wonder if this ever happens. Now, this is a, obviously they're they're lying about this. It had COVID and dog crap smelled like filet mignon. <laughs> no, stop. Could you imagine if something horrible, well, yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> smelled like fresh cooked bacon? <laughs> you know, well, you you know, we've talked about things that sh- we've talked about your own gas and how ah, it's awesome. Yeah, um, happiness is the smell of your own farts. <laughs> and it's. It's the truth. I know a mother who who got uh, COVID-19 and she uh, lost her sense of smell. She had a really acute sense of smell beforehand and her newborn had really stinky poops and she was not able to smell them at all. So her, her husband came in and she's like, oh, my God, he needs to be changed. And she was like, "No, he's fine." And it was she couldn't smell. She couldn't smell that it, you know. And and her sense of smell has not yet returned. So you love uh, to smell your own farts. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot we had that. That's from a presidential address. Uh, let me go to one more. We had so many calls. I appreciate, it. but but Bob himself received a heart transplant. Wow. Hi, Bob. Bob. You are on the air. Good morning, lady and gentlemen. How are you? Wonderful. So, Bob, uh, tell us your story. How old were you? What happened? Uh, let us know. Um, when I was 35 years old, I had a massive heart attack. Um, it turned out to be from congestive heart failure. So I went to, obviously, Jefferson Hospital. Um, I stayed in the hospital from September to just after January after receiving my heart transplant. Okay. Um like you were asking about, like, do you contact the people? Yes. In Philadelphia, they do everything through the gift of life. So all I could possibly do was write a letter to the family, and they respond if they want to. I okay. have yet to hear back from them. So, so you send a letter through the agency. They will pass it on to the family. You don't know who they are, and they'll they'll I, they'll pass your note along. Yeah, so I have no idea if it was a guy, a girl, white, black, green, purple, no information whatsoever. And I even asked the gift of life personally, can I just get, like, the first name of 
yeah. my donor so I could get like a tattoo of them or something. Yeah. Right. Can't give out any information whatsoever. And and the the family never got reached out, got back in touch with you. No, I've I've written a couple letters with like since my transplant, I've had two kids, which obviously I want to thank the heart donor because it's pumping the blood where it's supposed to go. Yeah. So I've had the two kids, and I send them pictures and stuff. But I mean. From what I've been told, a lot of people just want to put the memory of their lost one like completely gotcha. out of their mind. I yeah, gotcha. you can completely understand that, yep. and, and it's 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 everyone's personal decision. Yep. But 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 the end result is your life is uh, you're you're moving along and everything is good. Your health is good. Yes, I'm in perfect health. I've had like a gazillion biopsies since everything, and you know, the only thing you can really do is take your medicine and definitely go get your checkups like every six months, like they ask. Right. Yeah. In the beginning, it's like every week you have to have a biopsy so they, you know, make sure that the heart is adjusting to your body. Right. And still to this day, I'm on like ungodly amount of anti-rejection because right. if you're not on the medicine, your body will actually attack the new heart and yeah. then get yeah. over. Yeah, it, it considers hey, it an invading body. Bob, if you, get a, if you get a biopsy, they actually have to go in and take a little bit of tissue from your heart? Yes, they <sighs> sometimes go through your neck or sometimes go through your groin. Oh, they send it through the. Um, it's okay. Yeah, We're going to cir- go through your dong through the circulatory yeah, system. Much, you know, that's when they ask them, "Can I get a little more medicine than you?" <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, Bob. Um, what's the deal with um, meat and it having to be cooked uh, all the way through? You can't have you, you can't have any pink in, in your steak. No, it's quite embarrassing when you go to a steakhouse and you say like, "I need everything well done," and then the chef says, well, "I don't do anything well done." It's like. You know, I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just telling you it has to be well done because of my health. And, and why is that? Uh, anytime it's like undercooked type meat, there's like uh, bacteria type things in there. Everything I do has to be like monitored. So even something as stupid as like a steak could affect me. Like I can't go swimming in like the Delaware River because of the bacteria that's in right, there, but right, I can right. go in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that's that's a conversation for another time. I just want to I, thank you guys for um, talking about this. It's very important. So of course, check the box. Absolutely. All right, Bob. Thanks, man. Happy to hear you're doing well. That we should we should uh, explore that sometime. Weird little things that you can't do, right? Because of a med- condition, medical condition, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or something along the lines. Says, I bet there's stuff. I never would have. I didn't know people who you know he, like you can't go swimming and or, or in yeah, certain bodies of water that. because you had a transplant. Well, that's no because idea. in the Delaware, that's where the steak will swim up <laughs> river to spawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, that's only yeah. a certain time of in year. Certain time though, of year I mean, during you know. the steak spawning season. Yeah, I had learned actually about the steak thing with, through that guy Derek Fitzgerald. We were at the uh, the Headstrong Foundation's uh, Limelight Gala, and you know they brought the meal out, and he sent. The, the steak back and, and he explained to the people uh you know that he listen I need Murderers. This <laughs> no I need this cooked all the way through I wouldn't have steak yeah. I mean I, I I don't eat red meat really I have never really in, been a red meat kind of guy yeah so I, I would I mean but I, listen if you love it you can get it the way you want it but I'd, I'd sort of sort of stay away from it if it was a heart issue yeah, yeah. but Steve when the when the New York strips are swimming upstream <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful because they come beautiful. up out of the water and then you see the hard patients in the rapids yeah. like, jumping yeah, for the grab for them it's it's a thing of beauty it's amazing all right that's all I have in the junk drawer uh, this morning that's all I have time for uh, we have some guests on the program actor Keith Coogan you know him. you do know you him. just don't know you know him he was in uh, he was in don't tell mom the babysitters dead. He was also in uh, Toy Soldiers and Adventures in Babysitting. He's great. So we're going to talk to him a little later on. 
Uh, Brian Elliott of the Flyers is going to be joining us, and we'll also have uh, a young local actor, Oaks Fegley. He's from the kind of Allentown area. We had his brother on a little while back. He's in a movie with Robert De Niro. De Niro! Co-stars with him, so... We have that and more going on. We have the Bizarre File, which we're going to get to when we come back. So make sure you stay with us. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, thank you to Al's Corner Deli for coming by. Family owned since 1976. Uh, they're in the Northeast and they take pride in everything that they make, like their signature London broiler. Deets and Watson London broil, roast beef, horseradish, cheddar, wow. romaine, lettuce, uh, pickled red onions, banana hot peppers, D&W horseradish, and gorgonzola spread on seeded Italian roll. Jesus, wow. that sounds good. So thank you guys for coming by this morning. Uh, they're at 7940 Torsdale Avenue, and it's all part of the Real Philly Deli Tour. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And it is brought to you. Buy your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly Delis there open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deeds and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. This is pretty wild. There's video of this. Uh, towering shelves in a Brazilian supermarket collapsed on top of each other in a domino effect. It's crushing one worker to oh. death. Oh. The footage is scary as hell. If you've ever been in a place that has these kind of shelves... Every one of you has thought, I wonder what would happen if these came down. Yeah, it's like being at um, Costco. Uh, Costco or BJ's or whatever. There's really high shelves. Eight people, including staff and customers, were injured in the accident that happened late Friday night. The, the dead victim was identified as 21-year-old Elaine de Oliveira de Rodriguez. Uh, she had been working at the supermarket for just three months. She was crushed under the falling products in the aisle where she had been oh. stacking shelves. So watch this footage, Kathy. It's running in the, uh, in oh. the studio here. This is like... Boom, oh everything comes. I that's mean, a nightmare. hundreds and hundreds of pounds of inventory. Wow. Oh, boy. Uh, wow. Six others who were in the same location were wounded and rescued by emergency services. They were transferred to hospital <clears throat> and have since been released. Uh, two other victims suffered abrasions and minor injuries and were allowed to go home. Uh, the retail store is at its busiest, packed with shoppers at the time. Uh, the video captured the moment that the metallic structures to the right of the screen started to fall, causing a domino effect on other huge shelves in front, uh, stacked high with goods. And uh, people were running, screaming, getting out of the way. And then they all turned around and went back and tried to help people get out of there. A full investigation has been launched by health and safety officials and police. A student has been left red-faced after having to be rescued from a dryer by a crew of firefighters. The drunken hijinks. Ended in embarrassment for Rosie Cole, who was 21. She decided to entertain her housemates with her contortion act. The video shows the moment Rosie was rescued by firefighters after she was dared to get inside of the dryer in their shared accommodation. She'd been enjoying a couple of bottles of Zinfandel oh boy. and honey tequila when their Tuesday evening took a sudden turn. The student thought that there was no chance that she'd fit. But after she wiggled her way in, she was stuck and she couldn't get out. 
<laughs> Emergency services were called to the bizarre scene at 11 p.m. As Rosie said that they uh, save cats from trees, so maybe they would save students from tumble dryers. When we were kids, we actually came across a dryer and we removed the dryer drum mm-hmm. and rolled down the hill. Oh, my God. So that we both had hills in the backyard, and uh, it was a lot of fun, but, of course, very dangerous. The commotion lasted roughly 20 minutes in total, and it took three firefighters to successfully rescue Rosie, but she saw the funny side afterwards, a tale, uh, afterwards and... It will be a tale to tell about what she got up to during the coronavirus restrictions. Bakersfield, California Police Department said a man was killed after being run over in a McDonald's drive through Sunday night. It happened around 9.30 p.m. Police said that they arrived. They found a man pinned under a vehicle in the drive through Jeez. Officers were able to get the man from underneath the vehicle and begin performing first aid, but he was pronounced dead shortly after the ambulance arrived on the scene. Investigators determined... The man was just lying down in the drive-thru, and the driver didn't see him before running over him. Uh, drugs or alcohol don't appear to be a factor in the crash. Uh, the driver remained on the scene uh, and cooperated with the investigators. They don't know why the guy was just laying down in the drive-thru. Pretty messed up. They won't serve. If you walk up to a drive-thru, they won't serve you, right? That's Correct. The, that's the rule at most That's places. usually, yeah, the rule, yeah. so... Uh, a new case report detailed the harrowing reason for an Australian woman's persistent headache. Uh, apparently, it was a tapeworm in her head. Tapeworm larva. Oh, my God. Good news. Oh, it's yeah. a tapeworm. Holy. Physicians detailed the woman's case <laughs> believed to be die. the first auto uh, autoctonias case. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. Or local acquired case of neurocysticrosis. Uh, a parasite disease that occurs after accidentally ingesting uh, the pork tapeworm eggs. So, Kathy. I'm getting, like, it it actually is making me feel a little nauseous. So you get that diagnosis. Do you just run up to the roof of the building and jump off? I mean, I don't, I think I would, I don't know what would happen. Euthanize me, please. Seriously. Humans become infected after consuming undercooked food, particularly pork or water contaminated with tapeworm eggs or through poor hygiene practices. You have a brainworm. Uh, the woman had never traveled overseas at the time she was do- uh, diagnosed, and the doctor said that uh, the Australian cases reported have either been in immigrants or returning residents who have traveled to endemic regions. Cases have been recorded in other non-endemic regions of the world, including a frequently... Reference report in an Orthodox Jewish community in New York City and also in Middle Eastern countries where pork consumption is forbidden for religious reasons. Uh, The woman suffered headaches two to three times a month from the time she was 18, and the headaches were often accompanied by visual aura. Painkillers would usually provide her relief, but her headache headache, uh, described in the case report was persistent. I'm inside your brain. Leading her to seek medical attention. Her visual symptoms also worsened. And a subsequent MRI scan revealed what doctors at first thought was either brain abscess or tumor. When the woman went in for an operation to remove the lesion, oh they God. discovered the cause behind her pain. A oh. cyst full of tapeworm larva. Oh, God. Uh, thankfully, after straight out of a horror movie, the cyst was removed. The woman who worked as a barista and was considered low risk for this type of infection did not require further treatment. So, uh, yeah, they just removed it and she was OK after that. But oh, how messed that. up is that? Effing tapeworms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bastards. Uh, should I wrap it up there? Yeah. All right. That's all that was we a have good time one. for. All right. Thank you. Kathy that, loved it. That <laughs> is the B file. We are going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Don't forget it is Tattoo's Day. Your chance to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. 
And how do you do it? Simple. Just text the word tattoo to 39333, and we will choose a random winner from today, and you'll be headed off uh, to Floating World Tattoo and Piercing at 1729 South Street in Philly. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers has interest-free financing online and in stores. It's easy. It only takes seconds. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So uh, yesterday, yeah, just to run down a couple of the matchups, uh, Aerosmith beat Bob Dylan. Um, we had Prince beating Soundgarden. That's a mind f. And Shine Down beat Motley Crue. Uh, and then, of course, I led with uh, Stone Temple Pilots beating uh, Guns N' Roses. I, I'm I'm kind of excited about the Prince victory, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah because no, it's Prince interesting. certainly rocks. But here's the deal: Casey thinks that Stone Temple Pilots beating Guns N' Roses is Pierre's fault. I do. I think um, had that matchup happened in any other day part, uh, Guns N' Roses would have won. Because I, I know the fan base of our, of our radio station. And, right. and I, I filled out my bracket as well. I actually had Prince beating Soundgarden. I didn't, get, be- I didn't get to hear the pair up case. Did you, did you hear the musical selections? No, no, I didn't. Uh, what I heard was the final tally. And okay. Pancake came on the air. And Pancake himself even said, I think if this happened in any other day part, uh. we would have had a different outcome. And so, But I just can't help but think... And feel that maybe Pierre did a little bit of... He's a flaming turd. (laughs) Well, because a couple of different reasons. A, the flaming turd, and then B, he has a great relationship with the DeLeo brothers. He does. And so... I, listen, it, it is what it is. You yeah, know? We don't think we don't think that numbers were fudged. No, we numbers were not fudged. Attitudinally, no, 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 no. he just thinks he might have he steered uh, might have steered that ship. Yes, listenership, maybe. I don't. I don't know. And I didn't that's hear the prerog- it. Is, all right. So let me ask you this: I don't think it is his prerogative. Okay. I, I think you need to be a as a impartial neutral, as possible. Yes. A neutral body. Yes. And not influence people. Do we think that all the DJs, though, that are... Because pl- they don't trust us with this stuff. But do, yeah. So so <laughs> do they... Do we believe that Jackson and we believe... Do we believe that they're remaining antiseptic? I don't know, because they obviously... They, they have their ones that... I mean, you know, you had Tool Against God smack, and they probably wanted Tool... To, or no, that was Jackie and Brent. I'm sorry. Uh, they probably... I would guess they wanted Soundgarden to win yesterday, and Prince ended up winning. So I don't know. I have not been listening to every second of these matchups and how the jocks are positioning them and whether or not they are <laughs> lending their own opinion as to who they think they should win, uh, who they think should win. So, And there are ways that you know. could do it subtly, like perhaps you don't know this, but the members of Soundgarden once gave my ailing mother a ride to the... So yeah. you, you can, you know... So there are ways that you can sort of indicate what you like and, and corral it. But I think ultimately it comes down to uh, people go into it with their, their predetermined ideas. Mm-hmm. And then when the songs are played and you you, you might just go, hmm, yeah. you know what? 
Because I, I'd be curious to hear uh, what was played for Prince. Yeah. Well, I have a question because I didn't hear the matchup with the Rolling Stones and uh, Cros- Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I did hear that. Okay. So I don't know. And I know that those are two of Pierre's favorite bands, but his favorite band of all time is CSNNY. Right. And so I don't know if he had done any sort of... <laughs> now, they don't... Apparently, those are, the music is, is pre... It's selected by an uh, by a, an unbiased party. It's the words in between the music, right? That I I concern myself with. Hmm. I don't think he did for that one case, uh, but I didn't hear yesterday. So if he was com- campaigning yesterday, um, I, some people seem like they were picking up for it, but uh, pick up picking up on it. But I think for CSNY and Rolling Stones, he was just as surprised as everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and by the way, somebody texted and said, I don't think Pierre steered the selection. I am, I'm assuming they were listening. So. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, no, Pierre, Pierre wait, this, plays, you know. This one says, You guys are crazy. Both Pierre and Jackson and Sarah have all been neutral. There was very little banter between songs except the results. Okay. Yeah, Jackson just puts it out there, but Pierre is a he's mm-hmm. a campaigner. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's, I think, and he'll own it for you know as soon as we ask him. I don't I don't think he'll he'll deny it. He's okay. passion. We love that passion about the music. Yes, you know, and that's part of the deal. So I wasn't listening, so I I can't comment to that. So I, I hope that it was kept right. uh, it was kept as neutral as possible, and uh, and people may their voices be heard. Prince songs played were "Little Red Corvette," okay, "Let's Go Crazy." Okay, those are two great ones. Yep. Yeah. And then Soundgarden. Uh, Soundgarden with Spoonman and Fell on Black Days. Two great songs as well. So, uh, hell, I don't know. Uh, you think you're bad? Yeah. All right, well, it continues today. The next matchups are uh, the Who against Dave Matthews Band. So that's the first matchup oh, wow. at 1130. Could that be an upset? What do you think? Well, I've been on a real Who kick lately. And, Me too. Um, I don't know what it is. I started listening to Who's Next again. And, Great album. And then, and then Tommy, Steve. So, like, back to back, I've just... I've. I've dived back into the to the Who, uh, but I love Dave Matthews Band. I, I would vote for Dave Matthews Band, but uh, I don't think they'll win that one. I think the Who is a little more of an MMR staple, but you never know in this thing. I'd vote for the Who. I love Dave Matthews Band, but the Who, the Who, the Who, man, the Who, supergroup, the Who, uh, one of the all time greats. Uh, then in our bracket, ACDC versus Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins are great. Mm. They can't hold a candle. ACDC. That's my personal opinion. If you're talking now, and, and I threw that was a uh, like sort of a uh, an audible for me with Smashing Pumpkins. I'm a big fan, but in this, not knowing we didn't know at the time that this would be the the machination of this uh, contest. Uh, yeah, ACDC is the more long term substantial band. So anybody ACD- else takers? And any who would you who would you, who would you personally vote for? You're not saying anything. No, no, I have ACDC. Okay, yeah, Kathy. They're kind of a joke. I know you're a Shania Twain fan. <laughs> yeah, but aren't you guys doing now exactly what you don't want Pierre exactly, to do? Exactly. Yeah, you're right. We no, always endorse rules vote, for other people. During the voting process, during when, when the matchup is actually Saying happening. Yeah. yeah, so who yeah. do you got, Kath? <laughs> let's, let's go, go girls. girls. <laughs> let's, Steve. Let's go, girls. Let's go, girls. Ready? <laughs> 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 Let's go, girls. It's <laughs> <laughs> disturbing. That would be Nick's pick, not mine. Hey. What? No? No, Shania Twain? Yeah. No, he's oh, a Leanne Rhymes guy. Yeah. Oh. All right, anyway. Uh, I think I own more Smashing Pumpkins albums than I do ACDC albums, so I don't know why, but like just with an album collection over the years. Likewise. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, order, I, don't, I don't own any ACDC. <laughs> right. I don't own Smashing Pumpkins. 
but I still appreciate ACDC. You still listen to CDs by any chance? <laughs> oh, yeah. I made sure that my car had a CD player Wait, in it. Wait, really? Why? And a uh, record player. Because I have, no, not a record player in my car. <laughs> I have because a... I have such a substantial CD collection and haven't converted so many of them over to. Right, um, right. What did it take to, to get di- that? Digital? It, uh, just a request. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, I wondered if that was a really a, a more. No. I, I guarantee you, it'll be a more difficult request to satisfy yeah. as we move along. I knew which car I wanted to get, and yeah. I was able to make that request enough in advance, Steve. But they had to ask the question: Do you want a CD player in your car? And I was like, Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think Rodney could rig up a turntable in a car <laughs> yes. for us, and we could go drive around? I would love that. Oh, he could do anything. <laughs> Are you ready, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let they, they, oh, mobile, that great. mobile. Uh, Pierre's, you know, uh, from instead of Studio R, from his, yeah, uh, yeah. Studio yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Studio, studio Car. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, Tom Petty and Allman Brothers uh, I, face now, off at one thirty. Uh, oh God, or no, three thirty. That's a tough one. I oh, love I Tom Petty, but there are some Allman Brothers songs that are just. All my brothers amazing. are great musicians. They wrote really, really cool music, very intricate, um, soulful music. But Tom Petty's a hit machine. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty spoke uh, to more people, I think. So and, and that's Tom what Pe- would sway me. Tom Petty also revitalized straight up rock at a time when he came on the scene. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, this guy's playing rock. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a lot of alt yeah. going on at that time. I have Petty winning the whole thing in my little bracket. Do you? I do. Huh. Oh, you mean like the new wave movement? Okay, right. Yeah, if you remember in. the movie FM, yes. he, yeah, he, Tom Petty was the new artist. All right, and then the last matchup, which will be tonight in the Jackie and uh, Brent uh, bracket, will be Rush against Nine Inch Nails. I'm not even saying anything. Mm. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, right? Um, yeah, of course. I think it goes without saying. We got robbed. For, I mean, honestly, we uh, the Beatles and Rush should have ended up in our category. I know, but I, know, I but... think by we did pretty damn yeah, well. We and did we, great. We might take it all. You guys have Led Zeppelin and Pearl Jam, okay? Yeah. I mean, those are two juggernauts. <laughs> there were some people campaigning earlier, uh, Casey, saying that they were going to vote deliberately for Def Leppard because they did not want the Beatles to win. So that I don't know when that matchup happens, huh. but they, you know, so that happens in this shut up. Match- they can only vote, <laughs> but they do. Preston, it's a, the, the anti Beatles vote more than it is a Def Leppard vote. You know, the the the, the dislike for the legend of the Beatles yeah. is strong amongst some people, and uh, they they will. Like, because I, they don't get it. They, they don't they, get it. No, it's not that they hate them that much. Right. They hate that so many people love them. And I and react so that I way, too, it. sometimes. Me, too. When, 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 when there's there's an onslaught yeah. of, oh, you've got to love this. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. In fact, Shut I up. hate it. Because you, <laughs> you made me... You made me love you. <laughs> there's Didn't a person do it. we adore, Preston, who is always about, you will, you're going to love this. And every time is it she, Marilyn or Zach? It's Marilyn. Okay. okay. And, and every time she says it, I reflexively, automatically hate what she's talking about. But and she's right a lot of the times. But it's like, oh, don't tell me that. I don't. Let me judge it for myself. I know. I love her to death. But there were times this is life changing. Yeah. Religious. Really? You, I think it's kind of boring. The Canadian band <laughs> Len is life changing. Steal my sunshine. Steal my sunshine. <laughs> oh my God. Tell you guys stuff. I'm like, they're gonna hate it. <laughs> Shania, are you ready, girls? <laughs> yeah, it's. I like I said before. <laughs> Can you see my belly button? It's right in there, right under the hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, so all right, that continues today, one thirty. So just giving you a heads up on that whole thing. Um, 
I don't know what to do now. Um, oh, we we left. We're we we're now lost in in a musical vibe. Well, and, because we you know we have a we have a guest coming up at nine o'clock. If I at nine, which means we need to break by eight fifty to get back in time for our guest. And I don't want to burn up something that would be a nice meaty conversation. Oh, I know something. Ah, meaty. Here's, here's ah, an observation meaty. I had. Went to went to the hardware store the other day. Went to a Lowe's. Hardware, hardware store. store. <laughs> Rochelle and I were going to pick up. Uh, I, I forgot. Oh, we were going to get some glue. Whatever. Anyhow, oh, glue. glue. Yeah. So we walk in. Gorilla glue. No, okay. it was a, a caulk actually. Oh my! Black I have a gorilla glue, gr- gorilla glue story. Hold on to that. I will because I want to hear your gorilla. Or should we hear the gorilla glue? Are you so- ready for a gorilla glue story? <laughs> gorilla glue is hard to say. Yes, like toy boat. I said gorilla glue. <laughs> No, it's quick. No, that's that's what Mrs. Gorilla sees. Oh God! I don't, I'm not liking this. Why do you think it's called gorilla silver glue all over my back? <laughs> your oh my your back was brown, but you know, it's silver with your gorilla goo. No, Holy I'm not. I'm not telling. Oh, no, I want to hear gorilla goo. No, it's it's so quick. Jace is obsessed with gorilla glue that he asks me to take him to Home Depot and Lowe's so he can get gorilla glue. Okay. Does he use up the other gorilla glue oh, yeah, he had? No, he, he has like a little tool bench in the garage and yeah, he'll use it up but he, I think it I, I guess it was the name like when he first yeah. heard it he was like, "Wait a minute, what is this?" Gorilla glue is excellent. Gorilla tape is excellent. Thought- the gorilla glue commercials and tape are excellent where the people are working on things. Yeah. Being, <laughs> well, so we were there the, the other day and he was like, "Oh my god, they have brown gorilla glue. Like some of it's white and I guess they had a brown oh, bottle." So he's oh. like, "Can I, I get it?" it was all brown. Okay. No, they yeah. have, we have white. If you're doing butt okay. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, that's interesting. What all is he gluing together if he's using up four oh, bottles of it? He made a he made a birdhouse. He made a truck. Oh. He made a little uh, tool kit, like a, a, a little carrier for his tools. Aw. Like, yeah. He, that's cute. He, yeah. Okay. Did I tell you about the time my friend glued his finger to the windshield of his car while we were waiting in line? Yeah, with the rear view mirror. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were waiting in line at Island Avenue for him to take his driver's test. <laughs> and he and we had to wait for so long that he had to pee. So he, I'm driving, so he goes to pee into a Gatorade bottle and knocks the rear view mirror <laughs> off of his windshield. And I had to glue it back from And the then I had to run to the 7-Eleven like a half mile down the road. I run down to the 7-Eleven. I buy crazy glue. All the while, the, he, we're just inching closer. Because you had to wake up at like 5 in the morning to get, get in line. line. Yeah. So... And then we're and you have to take the rearview mirror apart and you have to glue the little metal piece to them to the right. windshield and then he glued his finger to the windshield oh. and then he failed his test. Oh my God! Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, that son of a bitch! Well, it, you'll get you'll fail if your thumb is on the windshield yes, for the, the entire, entire time. <laughs> That's a you know it's it's That's a visual deterioro. Yeah. No, he ended up ripping it off the windshield. But press, you, you, you can Lowe's only have to... your hand on 10. The right one is on All the right. windshield. Yeah. So I went to Lowe's. I'm actually glad you spent some time with this because it killed a little bit of time for us. And I love the Gorilla Glue stories. Uh, walked in. First thing I saw, huge. Uh, so when, when I first go into to Lowe's, it's the kind of seasonal stuff that's right there, right when you walk right, in the door. Yeah. It's all Christmas stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's Christmas stuff already? Kathy, it's all Christmas trees. I'm like, hmm. I and, and it's funny because a worker walked by, and I swear to God, I'm not even joking. I just go, I out loud, I go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I realized I'm talking about, We're celebrating talking about his birth. Christmas. No, it's, you know, it's 
there should still be Halloween stuff that you can purchase Is the right stuff now. Gone? I didn't even look. It was it's so just over- a few days into October. It was so yeah. overshadowed by the oh. Christmas stuff that I didn't even go looking. We weren't looking for for Halloween stuff mm-hmm. at the time. But I'm like, this is okay. I get it. I get you know, like the day after Halloween or something like that. Sure, put the stuff out. I get. It. I used to think it was ridiculous to wait until after, yeah before Thanksgiving. That's really too early. But that's mm. come on. That's way too early. I no, do it's love annoying. Christmas. I just though. thought it was weird. Yeah, but now and I, I was doing the math this morning. If this if this starts and and things trend this way, they go earlier, 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 and keep going earlier. We're going to be spending an entire quarter of the yeah. year celebrating With, Christmas yeah. or working on Christmas. Well, they you know? they, they have <laughs> they have been edging ever sooner over the course of years they're playing this one differently because they don't know you know for example they're talking about they're expecting a reduction in the purchase of decorations and things like that mm-hmm. i i think people are st- i think some people are like like me i i went a little crazier because i i you're you're so sick of just all the stuff that's been going on for the past couple months that you want to have some joy. But yeah. I, I will say I've seen like a, a at least a decrease in what they're carrying in their stock. Oh, as have far you? As, yeah. yeah. At, at some of the places, not necessarily you know Home Depot or Lowe's, okay. but places like Target, their Halloween section not nearly as stocked as it normally is. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to use any names here, but my um, my older brother and his wife yeah. uh, they have their Christmas tree up already. What? And it's because they bought a new tree. And uh, my brother's father-in-law said you should probably take it out of the box and plug it in just to make sure it works because you don't want to do that, you know, in and December it and, it, and it not work. So they just left it up and they're so unapologetic about it. Uh, here's a couple of texts. says uh, at Michael's, the Halloween stuff is already 40 percent off and their Christmas stuff is all out. Yeah, but they today's the 6th of October. Yeah, but they, that, that's not, that doesn't mean anything. Michael's, and they're already cutting the price. But, OK, well, here's another one. Hang on. At Home Depot yesterday, they were already starting to clearance out. Halloween decorations. Well, you, but wait, back to Michael's. Is this second. based on Mike, what you're just saying, though? It, no, but Michael's put no. Michael's always put stuff out. It's always forty percent off. Yeah. Like there's like okay. three oh. days where it's actual price. I I don't know anyone who ever buys anything for full price at Michael's. So so do you think that an anticipation of a slower Halloween season has them discounting and moving things along to Christmas earlier? I don't know, but because I, in fact, if you can look at Nick, there was a story that came out about the 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 um. The perceived or what they're projecting for candy purchasing for this year. And I'm hearing a lot of people that are going to go trick or treating. And then, you know, we talked about like in, in Jersey, they're saying wear a mask under your mask and go, you know, do yeah. it, be safe. And, and it seems like a lot of people are going to do it. But I they even the projection of candy purchasing has been reduced. Uh, by the way, here's Texas Christmas movies start on Lifetime, October 23rd. Yeah, I know. Well, they've been showing the Hallmark Christmas movies uh, forever. Let me go to God. I love them, Dave. Hi, Dave. Works at Lowe's. Hey, Dave. Gadzooks, what's going on? Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? So, here's the thing: like they put this stuff out so early that it actually takes away from the pleasure of Christmas mm, time. I agree. It's such an overkill. Like, so they they usually put things out is usually like two to three months early. So, like you said, there's a, you walk in the entrance there, you've got the big, you know, table full of all the Christmas lights and all that stuff. And it's like by the time it's Christmas time, you're so over, you're sick of it. And it's kind of sad, actually. That's kind of the camp that I'm in, to be honest. Dave. Yeah, you yeah. want to, like, walk into the store. The decorations are up. The music is on. Like, it's the holiday it's season. It, yeah. Like he's saying, it's taking away from that because they're doing it in steps now. The Christmas mm-hmm. stuff is going up so early. They're mm-hmm. not going to play the music yet. Uh, so, right, Steve. And then, 
Go ahead. By the by, the you know by by uh, usually around Thanksgiving time, you know Christmas stuff's going on clearance already. Yeah, it, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Man. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. So sales of Dave! candy. The sales of candy in the United uh, United States, Steve, were up thirteen uh, percent over last year. Uh, bigger jump than usual in single digit increases. Sales of Halloween chocolate alone are up 25%. Really? Yeah, major stores like uh, Dollar Stores, Major, which I'm not familiar with, ShopRite, uh, help boost sales. And uh, But they also say Americans may may just also be in a mood to celebrate after months of pandemic. Well, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I thought I heard a conflicting story. But I, I, I love that that people are going to go for, you know, just Halloween. mood enhancers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and just savor it and do it to whatever level you feel comfortable doing it safely because you can't miss, again, Need I remind you, Halloween is on a Saturday this I, year. I know. Yeah. There is a project. Now, we don't know what the weather's going to be, but there is a full moon on, on Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I, get better than that. I think maybe also corporations are doing this earlier as a result of, of COVID. And just on the off chance that maybe things, if things get worse again, right? Yeah. You know, there's this 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 curve that goes and if things get bad again and shut down again, they want to be ahead of it and get this retail stuff. That might be thinking on their part, yeah. Or trying to finesse it along to yeah. just get people seeing it and go, you know what? I should pick it up. I'm going to go for it yeah. and and try to milk that. Now, let me ask you. There is one thing that is very hard to get. It was the big item. This super huge skeleton. Have you seen it? I think Lowe's and, and Home Depot were selling it. It's like a t- it's like a two story skeleton. Have you guys no. seen it? There are memes all about it because it was <laughs> every year. There's there's one of those big right. Halloween decorations that end up on a lot of lawns. Mm-hmm. I saw one, almost bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you was did? It? Huh? it was. And I forgot what Halloween shop we went to. Went to probably the best Halloween shop I've ever been to. Um, was it a spirit store? It might have been spirit, yeah. but anyhow, they have uh, they have more animatronic stuff that you can buy now. And there was yeah. one where I think it's called like the Soul Sucker. And it's a, like, you know, seven-foot-tall creature of some type with a really big, wide-open mouth. And, and he's holding in his hands this infant or child, yeah. it looks like. Did you Have you seen this one? I, I've seen stuff like it. They're awesome. with the, Yeah. So so anyhow, uh, yeah, and, and you, you touch the, the little trigger button, and it says, yeah, this is it. We're looking oh, at it. Oh, that's awesome. And it, and it goes, uh, you know, look at me. Oh, I start saying all this stuff. And he, <laughs> and he pulls the child up, and the child's head... Leans up and it's some demonic, messed up looking head, and the 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 soul sucker has a fan in its mouth that runs <laughs> in reverse. Yeah, the child's mouth emits some some type of fog, oh, and cool. it starts sucking, sucking it into the mouth. The life, like, the life force. Like, that's cool, man. That is awesome. That's pretty damn cool, Steve. It's like three hundred bucks. I had to get uh, a, a new Halloween decoration. It's awesome. When we were at the store, it's the like other a day. like a Grim Reaper. Yeah, okay. but it's. I mean, it's enormous. It's I think it's seven feet. Does it break Ooh. down? That's my concern. So, yes. Because I see but these I, big things. I'm like, that'd be great to have. What are we going to do with it for the rest of the year? So, I, we also have a skeleton uh, from a few years ago. Jace loves this stuff. So, my house turned from, like, pretty pumpkins and stuff like that into, like, a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, and the way it should be. Yeah, as Jace started to get more into it. So, Yes, it can break down. However, I don't break them down. They're they're actually at least the kind ones that we have. No, not that they're fragile. It's just a pole in between, and it's really just cloth that lays over yes. it, and then like the head part. So we can kind of fit them together and put them in a corner in the basement. So I, it's not worth me taking it apart. Breaking now it I can down, just, yeah. It's light. I can carry it up and down the stairs. Yeah, it's un- not like the big real thing. You know? Yeah, underneath those things, like I was feeling them, like that feels like a pool noodle, you know, or yeah. water noodle. Or yeah, something. Oh, a lot yeah, of so times that's what it is. They're really and, small, and they put robes on. 
them to make them look yeah. big. Yeah. yeah. The great thing about Halloween decorations, and I, you know, I, I do up my. You've seen my my setup at, at home. Yeah, I, I, I got, awesome. Right, but a, the actual degradation of these things over the years and dilapidation uh, it actually works in the thing's favor the, the, it the looks, more it looks yeah, better. <laughs> Halloween decorations look better the older and more beat up they get yeah uh, this text says by the way I work at QVC we've been celebrating Christmas since July <laughs> <laughs> and it won't stop until after December 25th so yeah man I was just, I, I was amazed. This is the earliest I personally have ever experienced yeah, it. And I was like, too early. not ready, man. I mean, it's yeah. the 5th of October. In fact, when we went, it was probably the 1st of October. Yeah. And come on. I mean, you, some people are just now buying their Halloween. Now, I obviously buy well in advance. But uh, but for, this is kind of the time where you're like, oh, the Halloween stuff. Yes. When you go in and it's mostly Christmas, yeah. it's a little... It's yeah, yeah. But listen, yeah. then you get people like me who stroll through, and you're like, well, it's not Christmas yet, but if I wait, but... that's not going to be here yeah, exactly. next week. So exactly. I'll just grab that. And that's yeah. they're preying on. It's, it's the method, man. It's it's the commercialization. They get you. All right. Uh, we need to take a break because we, uh, we have a list of guests joining us. And we're going to start with Keith Kogan, uh, Coogan, I'm sorry, who's uh, an actor who's appeared in some really fun roles, Adventures in Babysitting. He's the little brother. And in... Uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and toy soldiers and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, we're going to talk to him about his career. Uh, Brian Elliott just signed with the Flyers. Yeah. Uh, resign. We're going to get him on board. And uh, also a young actor, 15 years old, co-starring in a movie with Robert De Niro. And he's from Allentown. His name is Oaks Fegley. So we have a few people to chat with. When we get back, make sure you're part of it. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Beginning today, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. The Air Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Crowned champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have our next guest ready to go. And, um, you know, I've always wanted to talk to, and we've started to do this, uh, and we've done it over the years throughout, but actually seek out people who've played uh, some characters in either movies or TV shows that you just, you dig, you know, for one reason. Or they had a string of characters like our next uh, guest has. Yeah, they, they always tend to be our favorite guests. They always because, have great stories. Yeah, and and yeah. these are, you know, these are pop culture, to, to many pop culture milestones, mm-hmm. and we love it. And and so this is going to be a great opportunity. And not only three great movies out of the 80s uh, that, that I love that, that he's been in, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Adventures in Babysitting, uh, Toy Soldiers. But he's had a long career, starting Steve, all the way back to the Love Boat. All the way back to the Love Boat, Fantasy yep. Island, and Knight Rider. And still does great stuff, so we are happy to have him on board. Please give some love to Mr. Keith Coogan. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Good morning, Keith. Well, hey, good morning, guys. How's it going over there? Good. I, you know what? In in setting that up, I forgot to play this. I meant to play a clip. Right, play a clip. Leading into you, so I'll play this now. Here, hang on a second. I'll do the dishes. <laughs> 
dishes are done, man. Cleans them down to the shop. The dishes are done, man. In fact, <laughs> Keith, we were we were looking. I think it was on your Twitter or no, maybe your Instagram account that you had. You, I, I don't know if you, if you had an autographed Kenny quote dish where you wrote on it, the dishes are done, man, and signed it. <laughs> oh, love- yeah. One of my first autographed shows, a friend of mine comes up with, and he's kind of hiding a blue dish that he snuck into the show. And I just got, I just got I've never done autographed shows before. And he goes, you, you got you got to sign it, and you got to put dishes are done, man. And I have sold them at every show, and I sell them online now. No kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's, let's, the, 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 a number of these movies, obviously, and you've had a, a long career, and, and as we presented before, we, we love this sort of stuff. I happen to love Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead. It's one of those ones that it just happened to hit. I don't know if it's in its theatrical release. It was, it, it did a tremendous amount, but it happened to hit also at the time of uh, ported into home video and then on cable, and I, I watched it over and over and over again. And it and it had an interesting turn in that usually, hey, the parents are away and the kids are tearing it up. Uh, but what happens in this is that starts at the beginning, but the kids actually become, and kids, we're talking Christine Applegate and you, your, your teens, actually become more responsible and more evolved. And that was such an interesting turn on it. Well, it's teenage wish fulfillment, you know, fantasy. Not, oh, I wish to kind of be an adult for a summer and be responsible and it falls apart on you. It's actually, I wish I could do it. And that's the writer's, their main conceit was, what if the parents went out of town and the kids got everything together? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and this is at the time when the 80s, when every other movie was, you know, was getting late. Was a teenager getting <laughs> yeah. late. That was pretty much it. So it was, it was an interesting twist on the whole thing. And... Uh, tell us what that experience is like. I mean, it, it seems like, and I would hope, that each one of these films that I mentioned were a blast to be a part of. Oh, a hundred percent. There's a great spirit in making filmmaking. It's a great team endeavor. You know, you guys got a team there. Everyone works with the team. There's usually big teams, hundred people or so on a set. But you can all be on the same page with that great script. And that's the thing that draws everybody to it. And then after you get these uh, auditions and you just, you're just dying in it because you love these stories and you love these characters. So so you, you actually, uh, I believe you go all the way back to maybe like two or three years old. You appeared um, <laughs> on, on camera and then you were, you were a working actor by the age of five. Is that true? Yes, I uh, did have my grandfather was Jackie Coogan. Legendary. Uh, kid with Charlie Chaplin. He was uh, Uncle Fester in the original Adams Family. So it kind of got passed down through the blood. My first TV appearance was his This Is Your Life. I think I was about one and a half years old. And then I became professional, turned pro at six years old with my side card and did a bunch of commercials. And then those aforementioned 70s shows like Chips and uh, Laverne and Shirley, Morton and Mindy Loveboat Fan, Knight Rider, such great fun shows. You know, because I'm a kid watching these shows, and I get to jump up and jump into the box and be on them. Well, you know, and as, as and, and 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 speaking of of Jackie Coogan, he in in part was responsible for for a law uh, that that looks out for young talent in in Hollywood, and I mean there 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 were there a, a legendary abuses with kids and and things that were not you know done up to snuff as far as looking out for the finances and and the money's earned and so on and so forth, and he was integral in making sure that that things changed a bit. Am I correct? Sure, Ring Tin Tin got to keep more of his own money than my grandfather did. Mm. Children were just seen as little acting flesh props to go throw out there in front of the camera, not really as full adults. 
they're kids. They're playing. They're having no these kids are learning their lines and hitting their marks and, you know, pulling out all the stops. So my grandfather uh, did lose a lot of his money to uh, his, uh, his mother. Uh, and so he's always had great advice. Be careful of mothers and watch your money. So he established the Coogan Act that protects all kids in the entertainment industry. They've updated now, so there's a mechanism to actually siphon that money off before it even gets into the parents' hands. So uh, it's great. It's helping kids. And, you know, because kids, you can't hold them back. Whether right. it's five or ten, if this is something you want to jump on stage or go in front of the camera, you really got to, you know, if you, if you have to pull that kid away from that, want or desire, then that's something for them to try. Keith, do you have kids of your own? And if so, have they uh, gotten into the industry at all? No, you know, I have not. Uh, fortunately, my wife and I, we have not ever had kids. Seven years married. We're coming up on our seventh year anniversary. Uh, and she's a fan girl, too. So we run around to you know, premieres and things in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have always you know been a fan of you know, the actors I've worked with and, and a bunch of other movies, too. Um, so no kids yet, but, you know, stay young at heart here in yep. L.A. Hey, uh, speaking of, uh, of of actors that you've worked with, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, for those who haven't watched it in a long time, was rife with big-name stars. Soon-to-be big-name stars. Uh, yeah. Soon-to-be big-name stars. It's Elizabeth Shue's birthday today, by the way. I don't know if you've watched The Boys that she's in. That <laughs> that show, it's outstanding. Uh, but Bradley Whitford, Vincent D'Onofrio, Anthony Rapp, Penelope Ann Miller. It was a hell of a cast. Great cast, great director, Chris Columbus. I think he's yeah. done a few projects since then. Yeah. Um, it was. It was a really, really great cast. You know, Chris Columbus never wanted it to go over the top. So everybody's got to keep it kind of grounded and real in this fantasy, you know, adventure story. for them. Right. Oh, and and Keith, I also wanted to ask another name I left out, an absolute blues legend, uh, Albert Collins, you guys did a scene with. What was that like? I was amazing. I knew him, uh, Albert Collins, and the Icebreakers, and I'd already talked to sets and listened to him, and I knew he was a legend, and uh, he had never lip-synced before. And we had to record the song and take a couple of days to film the scene, so Albert did have trouble lip-syncing because he'd never done it before he's always alive performer. that's wild yeah in fact i remember uh on on the blues brothers uh they had talked about the fact that all those great r&b singers that were in that band none of them ever did that they did what came naturally naturally yeah. and emotionally and it was really hard for even aretha franklin uh to lip sync to so uh, i totally get that that's an interesting story oh yeah oh yeah he'd go for different guitar phrasings and it's not what, <laughs> what you gotta do it this other way mm-hmm. well, um, he- that was a really fun scene where it's Fitzgerald's bar, which is where Paul Newman gave the palabushka to Tom Cruise in The Color of Money. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, the movie has such a, such a wonderful heart to it. And Chris uh, Columbus, obviously uh, a student of John Hughes. Was that his first um, directorial effort away from John Hughes? You know, it was, uh, he was more of a Spielberg baby, having written Goonies, Gremlins, and Young Sherlock Holmes. And then just after Adventures in Babysitting, he did do Home Alone. Um, but I think with, uh, Chris Columbus always had a kind of a family spirit quality about him. Um, and uh, Chris Columbus is a perfect bridge between John Hughes and Steven Spielberg. Chris Columbus knows that, um, you know, he's that spectacle that movies have to be in camera movement. But he also knows how to work with kids and actors and um, and really get in touch with their hearts to tell the story. That's- I attribute all the Chris Columbus. 
That's a, that's a key thing, and, and, and that ability to work with kids and, and have kids resonate as real. You, your characters, always seem to have a um, sort of a bit of a, a national lampoon sensibility to the you know in the way you in the in your delivery you for me represented the next generation of that kind of comedic approach and were you were you weaned on that stuff? I was I was weaned on Animal House. I worked with Jamie Widows on Raising Miranda uh, Otter. Um, I uh, of course as a kid you obsessed over those films and others. Um, horror movies were a big influence too. Like I was ten or eleven when Friday the Thirteenth came out. Um, but that sensibility, that adult mag magazine, National Lampoon, when you're that young, you don't understand what you know, what lampooning is or right. the institution of the National Lampoon. Uh, but one of the films I've worked on in the past, the director wound up directing the documentary on the National Lampoon, The Sick, Twisted, whatever the heck that one was and was. Fantastic film on them. Yes, I think it's playing it straight. Within comic circumstances, yeah, and that with lots of energy. Who, who, so who was your 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 main comedic? Because there 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 is a fine line of overplaying it and playing it for comedic effect, but playing Ooh. it straight. Who was your main influence as far as that goes? Wow, I, you know what? Chris Columbus had us watch After Hours with Griffin Dunn. Yes, so Griffin Dunn brought that manic want, that need, that neurosis, and Woody Allen. I know I studied Annie Hall to get some of uh, Brad and Adventures in Babysitting's uh, neuroses down. So you also had a couple of other movies. Obviously, we talked about Toy Soldiers, which is sort of an interesting <laughs> movie because it's, you know, if you haven't seen it, I can recommend it to everybody, but you're basically this this squad of, of kids who are called into to uh to to fight uh terrorists. Yep, they're forced and, to. Yeah, yeah, and and uh there's a lot of action, a lot of stunt work. Was that the most you'd done stunt wise up to that point? Um I had been, you know, mere stunts. I thankfully my character is nowhere near any guns helicopter. He's a chicken. So <laughs> Yeah, he had asthma or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gotta have a character. You got the brave and the bold ones and then me, I'm the one that'll wait till the guy walks by till he, you know, spits at him. Um, there was always, I, I always love playing characters that are a little subversive. They think, you know, with their peers, they're getting away with things. But as we know, as adults, we know what the kids are up to. Right. Um, to- Toy Soldiers was heaven. It was a dream. I understand it was very hard to get on it. There weren't every kid in town was trying to get into Toy Soldiers. So I was very lucky. So thanks to Dan Petrie Jr. He directed Beverly Hills Cop. He wrote Turner and Hooch. He's the one that killed Hooch. Uh, he's a great guy, and this was, you know, Dead Poet Society meets Die Hard. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's taken over by terrorists. And you know who turned out, of course, I got to work with Luke Gossett. Oh, we're oh, losing man. you. Your phone line's breaking up, Keith. Uh, I heard Louis Gossett Jr. Dear Louis Gossett Jr. and Denim Elliott, and of course the best, was the bad guy, Andy Devoff, Andrew Devoff, the bad guy in Toy Soldiers, greatest guy world. He is Anthony Kiedis' father, is he not? Oh, I don't know that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I, 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 he's also in Lethal Weapon as well. If that's him, yeah. yeah. Lethal Weapon 2, and uh, uh, yeah, 48 Hours 2, that's correct. Yeah, so, so, yeah, but they, they, it, so the, whole, the whole thing, and you had Lee Ermey as well, 
was was part of that. Oh, I forgot he was what in there. What a legend! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I worked with Vincent D'Onofrio as Thor in yeah. Adventures yeah. of Babysitting, <laughs> and here comes Arlie Ermy. I'm like, I don't think my frivolous babysitting movies connect to the Stanley uh, <laughs> universe as much as it did. That's excellent. Hey, uh, tell us about the the web series, The Quarantine Bunch, because you've got a lot of cool names in that as well. Uh, well, as a former child star, you've got a secret society where child stars meet and support each other mm-hmm. and tell war stories. Well, uh, the coronavirus has, has caused a quarantine, a lockdown. So we have to take those meetings online onto Zoom. You can go onto YouTube, check them out. It is, a, uh, uh, of course, a completely crazy series. Um, we try to play it straight for about two seconds. It's kind of easy and comedy, so buckle up your expectations and tune into the quarantine bunch on YouTube. Uh, so, yes, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains, Danny Penatorio from uh, Who's the Boss, and Scotty Schwartz from Christmas Story. There's a bunch of people, and and I love... Uh, you know, seeing groups like that sit around and talk about talk about the yeah, that's the awesome and what they what they went through. Wow. Um, yep. well, uh, Keith, what's what's coming up besides the quarantine? I mean, nobody's really working right now, but do you have any irons in the fire? Oh, sure. I just finished a feature of all things during quarantine, and uh, just by Josh Rouse, who uh, did the documentary for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes, so by being in Rizzo, thanks to Kevin Smith, of course. So everyone can go stream reboot. However you want to carry your pitching can give you a copy. Kevin Smith will personally come to your house <laughs> and bring you a copy. Just have a lot of coffee ready. He's yeah, he's a, he's a friend of the show, and he's yeah, he's great. So, all right, well, listen, so keep on to the belt web series. I just can't wait for town to open up because I, on the side, I am a tour guide <laughs> at Sony Studio Tours. So, wow. there you go. Town back up and get us back out there. <laughs> nice. All right, well, listen, Keith, it's it's wonderful to uh, to meet you and uh, to hear about these these great stories. And uh, I'm going to check out your uh, your web series for sure. But thanks for taking some time with us this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the time, guys. Everybody take care. Thanks. You All got right. it. Keith Coogan. Yeah. Yes. Dishes are done, man. He's, he's great. And, uh, unfortunately, his phone line was uh, I hate horrible. That. I know. Yeah. I hate that. Oh. What you going to do? Bill will probably yell at us later, even though there's nothing we can do <laughs> oh, about but it. you're not sure the phone quality would be good? Yeah. Why don't you hang up on him? Uh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our next guest always has an exemplary phone line. That's yeah. what he's known yeah. for Isn't in he the known NHL. For that? Yep. Mr. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Phone. Mr. Moose. Phone. Yeah. And if you recall, he does an amazing moose. Yeah. Well, uh, he does. You remember? Yeah. If they if they would have won the Stanley Cup, right. he was going to do the moose impression first, right. but the moose call, but uh, we actually forget year. about the moose. No, but in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a moment. Uh, but in the meantime, he's been re-signed with the Flyers uh, for a another year, which is wonderful, and we are happy to have him on. Please, well, are you going to play the clip? Yes, Why am. don't you forget the Moose? Thank you. For a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Moose, Brian Elliott. Hey, Brian. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you guys? We're doing. See, you do have a good phone line, <laughs> Mr. Phone. Where are you call? Are you in Philly? Uh, no, I'm out in Wisconsin, kind of in the boonies, so I was hoping that I was going to have a good phone line, but I'm not too sure. you got to live up to your reputation. Is <laughs> Mr. Phone. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I guess we got to wait another uh, season before we hear the moose call, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm planning <laughs> on just this one, so we uh, we definitely got to win it here. So, um, no, it's it's good to be back in Philly, and yeah. you know, we're really, really excited to uh, to sign back there for another year. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, as a Philly fan, uh, uh, I can, I think, speak on behalf of everybody when I say thank you for, for signing and staying with the city. I want to go back to this moose call um, because <laughs> I want to ask you, do you actually do a moose call or is the joke the uh, here moosey moosey and that's why uh, everybody says you have a great moose call? No, no, no. That's just a really bad dad joke. But, um, yeah, no, I, I actually do one. So, okay. um, yeah, if, uh, if we we'll win save it, it. Uh, it'll be there. Save it, yes. I, I don't want to hear it. No, we yeah. want to hear Until... it when you're lifting the Stanley Cup overhead. We, yes, that's that's when I want to hear it, and, and I feel... I feel that we will hear it, and I, I and I, I just want to hang on to that. What was, man? What was the second half of that season? I'm not talking about you know the fact that you guys obviously wish you would have would have gone further and so on, but you know with with, with the way sports are in general uh, this season, what what was it like to you guys? Uh, not hearing the crowd, um, having a different uh, tone while you were playing. Can you can you speak a little bit on that, Brian? Yeah, it was definitely different. Um, you know, the first couple of games, it felt like you were, you know, just in practice, uh, practice mode. And I, I think we kind of were, but once it got into the series, the the playoffs, it was, you know, it was definitely uh, the temperature got turned up, but, you know, you still don't get that energy from the crowd. And, you know, our game is, you know, you thrive on that kind of stuff. And especially in Philly, you know, in the playoffs, it just gets so loud and, you know, I, I hope uh, we can get back to that, and I think it'll be a huge advantage for us. And, you know, with the type of team I believe uh, we have, you know, we can go far. And, you know, getting that crowd noise would definitely give us a, a kick in the butt for sure. Was there anything that, that you could hear that you normally wouldn't hear before without the crowd there? Um, Not really. Okay. I, I think, uh, you know, you, you once you're out there, you can hear the chirps. You can hear it a little better, I guess. But, okay. Well, you, well, you're used to hearing everything because you always select very good phones. <laughs> because <laughs> exactly. you're, you know, you're known as Mr. Phone, and you hear Are a lot doing more. A phone deal here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll work on it in endorsement for you, Brian. <laughs> um, but it, it must have been odd. By the way, kudos to the NHL because once the the tournament started, the hockey was awesome. You didn't have the fan noise, and that, that part of it was different. But it looked incredibly intense, and I I couldn't tell. Yeah. That it wasn't being played in front of fans, other than the fact that the noise was in there, because the the intensity of the tournament itself seemed like a regular Stanley Cup tournament. Did you get that uh, feeling as well, Brian? Yeah, I think it got turned up so fast just because everybody knew that you know whoever was ready to play on that night was going to win. I mean, you know, if you're prepared, you were able to uh, pull off a win, and you saw us, we struggled with with uh, Montreal a little bit, and then we obviously eventually uh, succumb in Game 7 to the Islanders. And I felt like, you know, a lot of games could go either way and matchups could have gone either way. And, you know, we played well against Washington, Tampa, Boston, and, um, you know, we kind of struggled with the other teams. So it's like the matchups were a little weird, and, um, you know, anybody had had a chance to win the Cup, and I think everybody, you know, could smell the blood in the water and, and right. went after it. You probably won't acknowledge this on air, but you actually took a pay cut to stay in Philly, which is so commendable. We're really happy that that's going to happen. Uh, what about this team excites you most about in the 20, uh, 2021 season? Um, you know, we'll see. I, today's a big day, draft day, I think. And, um, you know, and then some free agents uh, in a, a free agents frenzy in a couple days. And, you know, it's it's weird. We lost the guy, Niski, uh, decided to retire and, you know, that's, that's big on our back end, you know, as goalies, me and Carter rely on those type of guys. And, you know, he was our, one of our top defensive defensemen. And, um, you know, I think we're going to have to replace a guy like that. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think, uh, you know, we've had a clear vision since, you know, Chuck coming in and, 
um, you know, we, we definitely, you know, have the team that can win it. We just have to put the pieces together and gel and, and obviously get a season off the ground here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, who knows, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's going to be interesting. You're going to be getting back to work quicker than you normally would have, uh, in a, in a regular season. Is that kind of exciting? Is that kind of cool? Yeah. Um, you get uh, a couple months off here and then you're right back at it and, uh, we don't really know. We have no idea when it's actually going to start or what it's going to look like. So, yeah. um, you're just kind of preparing with, uh, you know, trying to set a, a peak goal of, you know, what you're guessing the season's going to look like. And yeah. once it finally gets here, um, you know, we'll be ready to go for sure. Would you do an, like a, an entire season in a bubble like you guys did for, uh, the, you know, the playoffs? Cause I mean, that's a, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's that's doable um just with the cost of everything you can see with the nhl is breaking down how much it actually costs them to do this tournament and um yeah i I think i think there might be a a a couple different bubbles around and you go for two weeks or you leave for two weeks i don't know there's been a lot of talk about what it could look like and Mm. um you know we're just uh we're just wait and see right now Okay. All right. Well, listen, man, we just wanted to, uh, to congratulate you, uh, and, and we're happy that, uh, that you're staying in, in Philly. And, uh, you know, enjoy your time off for now, and, and we'll catch up and hopefully hear that moose call someday. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> I look forward to getting back there. All right, got bud. it. Take care. Brian Elliott, guys. Yeah. The moose. Mr. Phone. Mr. Phone. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> It's another Elliot in, uh, in in Philly though. That's cool. Yeah, yes. Jake Elliot, Preston Elliot, Brian Elliot. I love it. Duke yeah. Elliot, Duke yeah. Elliot. You have an Elliot jersey, right? Uh, uh, I do. Blues? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. In fact, the first time I met him, you know, I said, "Oh, my name's Elliot too," <laughs> and and we both go, "How did you sp- how do you spell it?" Yeah, because he he's E L L I O T T. I'm E L L I O T. So mm. he's like, "Ah, we're not related." And I go, "Well, I made it up. It's not my real name." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> all right. So our next guest has an interesting name. We met his brother, who also has an interesting name, Winslow. I always thought that was a really cool name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but his name is Oaks. Even better. Young man also in the world of acting. Now, his brother we had in here for the Timmy, Timmy Failure movie. He was great. Really charismatic kid. Yeah. Uh, now, his older brother here is in a movie. We've been saying all morning, uh, Robert De Niro, starring alongside Robert De Niro. Yeah, there's more. Oh, yeah. There's Uma Thurman. There's Rob Riggle. Uh, there's Christopher Walken. Yeah. Jane Seymour. It's just chock full. Cheech Marin is in this movie. You have as Christopher well. Walken and Robert De Niro. This is the unofficial sequel to The Deer Hunter. I didn't even think yeah. of it that way. Oh my God. Uh, they just decided to name it The War with Grandpa. And make it a comedy. Yeah. Uh, please welcome Oaks Fegley to yeah. the show. Good morning. Hey, Oaks. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Good, man. All right. So let me get this out of the way. So we had, we had Winslow in. You guys grew up in the Allentown area? Yeah, yeah, we're still actually on town local. My brother's not here right now. Okay. He's uh he's away filming something new. Oh, that's um, cool. But yeah, we we both act and we both live obviously in the same place and um as we as we always have. So All right, so yeah, you're you're, you're 15 years old? I'm 15, I'll be 16 in a little less than 2 months. Oh, wow, dude. All right, so awesome. you're going to get right on it and get your license right away or you're going to wait a little while cuz a lot of people have been waiting. Absolutely, I've been I've been uh, been waiting since I was 
quite young. I'm <laughs> yeah. very excited to Josh. Good. So, yeah, nice. that's the way you do it. There are a lot of kids now, are apparently, we, we talked about this, that is, ah, it's no big thing. When I was a kid, absolutely, you wanted to get that license. So, and then oh, you can, yeah. then you can get your part in the next Fast and Furious film. So you'll be all set. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, you know, a couple things to point out. Number one, in the remake of uh, Pete's Dragon, you were you were Pete, correct? Yeah, that that was me. Yeah. Um, good while ago, but yeah, it was it's such a fun it's just such a fun film to to film, and uh, obviously, my brother's also done some Disney as well, so. Definitely, uh, it kind of runs in the family at this point. Why? Why then did the family not grab you guys and hey, let's way. move to L.A. And, yeah. and and immerse ourselves in it? And you you've stayed in Allentown and managed to work out of there. Any idea why you guys have held on to those roots? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the main reasons is obviously uh, my family, and and I've been. Uh, not only do I have family local here, but also I I just have my family, my my personal family here, and we all go to school or have gone to school at different places and things like that. So um, school has always kind of been important, and and trying to to keep that. Um, also, you know, I have something that's that's not uh, to be forgotten. And they're coming for you now. They're coming for you. They're they're coming to take you to L.A. Uh, we can hear the <laughs> sirens in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in New York City by any chance right now? No, I'm in Allentown. Okay. I'm not home. <laughs> yeah. So, so well, but I mean, I think that's a smart move. You hear, you hear all the time. I mean, you have something that grounds you, and we've heard stories from from you know uh, younger actors and teenage actors who who get older, and a lot of times it can be a little um, disorienting to, to move out yeah. there, but to have something that fix you, fixes you and anchors you. And now with the state of, of movie making and everything as it is, you can do what you need to do and, 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 you know, uh, contact people. And then that's gotta be good for you. It gives you a place to, to go back and sort of decompress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, LA can be, can be difficult. It's a lot of pressure and just, it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's difficult now, but, it's just a, a plane uh, away, you know, just a flight away. So it's not too bad. Uh, I, I'm out in L.A. normally pretty frequently anyway. But it's just not where I want to stay or want to situate myself. So yeah. being in L.A. sounds, yeah, it, it not only grounds me, but I'm just, my, my roots are here. My, my friends are here. My school is here. We love school. that. All right, well, listen, Oaks, when you, were, when you were auditioning for The War with Grandpa, did you entertain the idea that for the rest of your life, People are going to ask you, what was it like to work with De Niro? <laughs> the rest um, of your life, mm-hmm. dude. You're going to hear this forever. You know that. Absolutely. And it's okay. Because okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to know, and it makes sense. Um, he's he's an awesome, awesome person to work with. Uh, even, like, the first, I think, week or so in, he just, you know, introduced himself as Bob. And, like, he's just such a, a humble person. Such a, a nice guy to work with, and also the most professional um, of anybody I've ever met, which probably doesn't surprise anybody. But it it really is just um, you know it's it's a dream to be a part of of something that he's been a part of, and and even just the rest of the cast. I think um, it's it was it was definitely a fun film to to shoot. Um, and you know, obviously, just as much of a legend as, as uh, Stephen or um, uh, Christopher Walken. And he apparently, the word is, is he likes to play a prank where he tells people that it's his birthday when it's really not. Did he try to pull that one on you? I don't think so. I okay. don't think that happened. 
<laughs> okay. yeah, I mean, at this point, word has gotten out, so he's probably not doing that. But so the, the general gist of the, the movie, The War with Grandpa, and I believe it's based on a uh, on a on a book. Um, the uh, grandpa uh, grandma passes away. He moves back into uh, the the house with you guys, but takes your room. He kind of upsets, sends oh. your life into upheaval, and uh, so you kind of say, okay. Uh, I'm drawing a line in the sand here, and 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 we're going to war for my room, and and, and your mission becomes to uh, becomes uh, uh, making sure that he relinquishes his room and perhaps even leaves the house. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, it's it's kind of a a power struggle between the two, um, and they're very similar people, and that's the reason they butt heads so much, and that's the reason why there's the tension is because they both don't want to back down, and they are are both very much passionate about something as as obviously silly as just the room i but, uh, i love i love movies like this i love <laughs> dynamics yep. like this i love conniving and and going at each <laughs> other and uh and all the practical jokes you can play on each other were you drawn to movies like this yourself i mean absolutely i think i think many kids and younger people are as well as you know just families or anybody who is looking for like a, a laugh yeah um I think there is places for for films like this, and hopefully this finds its uh, its place among them. I, yeah, a lot of physical comedy in this. What uh, <laughs> what was your 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 stunt regimen like? Did they have you do a lot of things? So I I did all my own stunts on Pete's Dragon. So I was very much all, all right to do more stunts on this. Um, and there's a few pretty intense sequences and things like that where I I did a few of of the stunts. I didn't do all of them because. Uh, some of them started to get incredibly intense uh, on on the trampolines. I won't give too much away. Right? Okay. Well, yeah, you you go to one of those 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 bounce uh, uh, places yeah. where the trampolines all over the place. In that case, what do they do? They can't. They're not using another um, young like a fifteen year old. They do they use a uh, uh, like a smaller stunt Small person adult. or how do they? Yeah, how do they do that? They do that. I they had a bunch of uh, smaller stunt people because it's it's not only my character but also some younger actors as well and we were all 12 13 at the time a few years ago so it was it was it's definitely interesting um to to get those like smaller people in for stunts yeah. but um yeah they were they were great they were really nice and uh a lot of fun to be around you got you have to get an appreciation of uh there, there's a, a great youtube channel called uh Cor- corridor crew and it's special effects artists and and, uh, and stunt people commenting on the work they do in films and the amount of stuff that goes on with those people it's you always you know you always wonder why You'll hear actors such as yourself being so effusive and, and, and praising these guys, but they just do a phenomenal amount of work that's just amazing that we we just assume, you know, we just take for granted as movie viewers. Were you blown away by what they were doing? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, it's something that I have to say as well is I haven't worked with anybody who's, who's done any stunts or anything for me yeah. that hasn't been an awesome, humble, just nice person in general. Um, they're always just really great and... Uh, when I did them for Peach Dragon as well, we had a, a huge stunt team, and the New, Ze- the New Zealand stunt crew is just is awesome um, overall over there. So that's always great, and and they're just cool people and have the best stories out of anybody. Hey Oaks, uh, with the, the the movie focusing around a lot of pranks and pulling things over on each other, was there any of that going on in real life on the set? Was anybody trying to prank each other? We we realized pretty quickly that we were just 
awful pranksters. Ah, you were just amateurs compared to what was happening in the movie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but it was just a lot of, like, I mean, I, there's just definitely playful energy and, and kind of, uh, you know, that, that kind of sarcasm that comes out. But yeah. it's, it's definitely, there was no major pranks or anything happening, just the, just joking around and just having fun. So, folks, the film was shot in New Zealand? No, the Peach Dragon was filmed in New Zealand a few okay. years ago. Um, but this was filmed uh, in Atlanta, okay. Georgia. All right, so so you were you were near uh, Walking Dead territory. Were you? Uh, did you ever encounter those guys while you were there? No, no zombies. For no me. zombies. No <laughs> zombies for you. All right. Well, this movie's coming out on Friday, and then in post production, if I'm reading correctly, you have uh, Who Framed uh, Tommy Callahan coming up down the road. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's something I did a, a while ago as well. So I I don't know what the what the plan is for that one. Yeah, every, everything's kind of up in the air right now with releases. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it must be strange, you know, with with how uh, you know at your age and and you're you're obviously growing quickly. To look, you, you know, you mentioned that you filmed this. You were 12, 13 years old. It must be kind of strange to look back and see <laughs> and, and see yourself a project now just coming out where you're clearly a lot younger or look a lot younger uh, than you do now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's definitely a change. And yeah. and looking back, I, I always like to, to say it's, it's kind of like a time capsule to be able to go back and see myself at a different point in in time a different point in my my growing up um and kind of not only bring back some of those memories from filming and things like that but just it's it's literally me at a, at a younger point in life um so being able to see that is always cool uh and this is no exception but yeah it's, it was it was a long one long wait for this one yeah, um, it's it's we, funny we we don't we don't realize a lot of times between the time a movie is completed, and the, it, it's obviously yeah. been exacerbated by the the the, the Corona situation. But um, you know, a lot, a lot of times a movie will get done and and somebody will be out while they're you know uh, promoting a movie that they shot years ago, and that's just the nature of the beast. Well, you and your brother are obviously the beginning of a of an acting dynasty because yeah. you guys you guys are on fire, <laughs> and the fact that you're keeping it local is uh, uh, is really cool for us. Uh, you know, because it, uh, you know, obviously we we support anything local, and and to see this happening, and for this movie to hit now when people could use a good comedy is uh, a perfect timing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That's, that's the hope. Uh, by the way, Oaks, you're a nice young man. Your your younger brother was a bit of a smartass to our producer when he was here. <laughs> I had it coming. Is, is that uh, is that par for the course? Uh, it's he's he's. He's awesome. I, uh, <laughs> but, no, he was. It was. He was kind of breaking Casey's balls a little bit. It was very, very funny. It was excellent. Yeah. No. No. Winslow's awesome. He's. He's got a lot of energy. That's great. And uh, yeah, he's like that in real life too. It's, yeah. it's great. He's will, really good. He's will, really good. Will you guys be in something together someday, or have you already? Definitely. Definitely has been something. Um, not only that I've talked to him about, but uh, we've thought about. Um, but we don't have anything planned quite yet or anything like that but definitely it's it's not i'm not against it he's definitely not against it either so cool uh something comes up we, we would definitely be down to do something like that um Excellent. could be a lot of fun nice all right oaks well uh remind people the war with grandpa is in theaters on friday and since you're in allentown man when when things you know chill out we gotta we gotta have you into philly and, and stop by the studio someday okay yeah, sounds good excellent all right thanks oaks oaks fagley right. guys yeah. Take care, man. Good luck with everything. Uh, the War with Grandpa. We were watching the, the clips of it. It it 
It looks funny. Yeah, I love. It looks funny. We were talking about Big Fat Liar. Yeah, we're, we're big fans. Anything like any re- revenge. Yep. Or or that sort of back and forth stuff. They is. show a shot of De Niro. He's getting ready to shave. He puts his shaving cream on his face. He looks down the can. It's got a fake wrapper around it. It's foam sealant. <laughs> I love it. There's. I forget. Uh, I do remember the kid being in the studio, his brother. But what was he giving Casey a hard time about? I don't remember. I just remember us going, whoa. I was a little creepy with him. Oh, really? And did he say you're being well, a little creepy? Well, I mean. Uh, but did I, he say that? He, he sort of, he, he acknowledged it. Whatever okay. way he worded it, it was it was funny. It was funny. Talking yeah. about the foam sealant, the sequence, uh, <laughs> Preston, in movies, classic one-ups uh, scenes are yeah. great. One of the ones that I just think is one of the funniest things ever captured on film is in Private Benjamin. Okay. When oh, they oh. sneak into the female sergeant shower, the they put blue dye in her shower head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she she showers and she's got it. They're doing like parade dress the next day. Yeah. 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 And she shows up well, and she is dyed blue. <laughs> and and the, the the general's looking yeah. and she's like, she's smiling. Then she smiles. <laughs> her teeth are blue. It's excellent. Like, it is so way. goddamn funny. We, we were talking about movie nails, stuff like that. You can't help it. We yeah. were talking about the passing of Jay Johnstone last week. Yeah. His stunt on Time of Lasorda is what inspired that very scene in Private Benjamin. Oh, so he did really? that to Time of Lasorda. Yeah. And so, uh, Steve, uh, it, was, it was when he was with the Dodgers, yeah. and there were screenwriters that knew about that stunt, thought that it was oh hilarious, God. and they included it in Private Benjamin. So it was a nod it's to so Jay Johnston. F- it's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. So they uh, There was something similar in Big Fat Liar, was there not? Yes. There was. Okay. They, 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 they do the they same thing. Blue. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then they get they put orange dye in his shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> he so shows, he has blue skin, and he's got orange hair. <laughs> he shows up at a kid's party, and right? And they think he's, he's the, the clown. clown. And they start attacking him. <laughs> it's great. What did uh, they do to Captain Mauser in Felicity? Gl- there was like uh, glue on his. Ha- That's on what his it was. It was crazy his glue. His shampoo was glue. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> epoxy, and his hands got in there. And then, or they, sending them both to the gay club is, oh, is good. Again, the blue oyster. Yeah, and they did another yeah. one where they. <laughs> Uh, you know, and there were a couple of guys that played those exact same roles as all as the, the time as the uh, uh, the kind of sergeant and, yeah. and his crony. And there was another one where they had put um, tape on his eyebrows and ripped his eyebrows. <laughs> and he draws them on. And he draws them on with the big eyeshadow and everything. Why are we such suckers for that stuff? Yeah, you hey, know? it's fun, man. Because yeah. you wish you could get away. Could with get that. away with yeah. that, you know, and execute it that effectively. Yeah. Do you want to have the uh, uh, Marissa found the uh, Winslow? Me yeah. interaction. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. All right, let's hear this. This was when uh, oh, right. Winslow Fegley. You remember it? I do. It was, All right, here we go. I dance. I, br- I I break dance. Do you really? Um, yeah. And you tap dance as well. You go to what is I the, tap dance. The school yeah. you, school you go to is, is it's wa- called it's called I, I go to a Waldorf school. Yeah. So is it? Uh, is there a lot of training for the arts and things of that nature in that school? Yes. Okay. Very. Yes. So you can break dance. I can break dance. I play the piano and I play the cello. Wow. Um, you're far more accomplished than we are. Yeah, me too. I really need to bring you home and 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 show my kids <laughs> what uh, they could be. What they could be, <laughs> kids, kids. So, Winslow, do I'm kids sorry. should do, I, hold on? I right. stopped listening at "Bring You Home." <laughs> <laughs> That's a nail. Oh, that kid nailed it. What a great line! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that kid is very smart. Oh, uh, let me see. Hang on. Let's, uh, let's see how that can There you go. Oh, my God. Oh, kid nailed it. Oh, 
now I really need to bring you home. Wow. That's great. That's, That's awesome. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, his brother, I yeah, I did not realize that uh, that he was Pete and Pete's Dragon. That's pretty damn. That cool. That was a remake. Yeah, it was much better than the original. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. All right. Well, listen, we should take a break because we got some beat file stories to get to. We still got a few other things, including uh, the fact that it is Tattoo Day. Text word tattoo to three nine three three three. Might win a three hundred fifty dollars Preston Steve themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And thank you to uh, Al's Corner Deli in. Yeah. Uh, the Northeast on Torresdale Avenue and 3J's Market, Fishtown, and Northern Liberties. They brought by food this morning from Deets and Watson. We'll give some more details on that in a little bit. We will be right back. Freshen up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit. And work nicely if you're one of those, this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. Uh, I need to apologize. I meant to do this shard out earlier this morning because Nancy, who emailed me, says they listen, listen between 745 and 815. But I want to go ahead and do it now because it is an anniversary shout-out. So, Aww. Nancy Van Istendal, if you know Nancy, tell her that I'm doing this for her and her husband, Glenn. She said, sorry to bother you at work. Wanted to resend my request in hopes that uh, you and Steve could give my husband, Glenn, a shout-out tomorrow morning. He's been working so hard uh, to keep our family business afloat during the pandemic. Oh, God and bless. I, and I just know that a shout out would make his day. We own a golf course in Marlton, New Jersey, Little Mill Country Club, and, and would love for you to bring some friends out for a round of golf. Nancy, I would love to do that. I haven't yeah. played golf in over a year and a half now because my shoulder won't allow it. And um, I'm, I'm trying to do what I can to make that work, but it's just not happening. It's an anniversary? It is an anniversary. Do you have some romantic music case? And then I'll add the shard on That's top. That's a nice it. way to do it. Yeah, so Nancy and Glenn. This is for you. <laughs> Aw. That's beautiful. Uh, so a happy anniversary to you guys. I had heard, in fact, you sent me an article recently, Steve. The, the golf business has been booming. Actually, it has. Lately. Or maybe there's been pe- more people who want to take up the sport. The the industry, the, the sport uh, has been booming. Uh, a lot of people have figured, okay, and it's it's just a naturally socially distanced sport. Yes. It's easy to, right. to play golf and, and remain distant. So uh, Little Mill Country Club, if you guys want to help out a, a local business. Bullfighting has also taken off. That is yeah, taking yeah. off. Local bullfighting. Just... The Ron Jaworski bullfighting centers. Yeah. One man, one bull. <laughs> you know, safe. But I, I don't like the, the sword, so I like the boxing gloves type of bullfighting. Oh, okay. It's a lot yeah. better. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, bizarre file time. Yeah. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Horizon. Scheduled now at horizonservices.com. Take $50 off any heating repair. Uh, over the course of three years, a former homeowner association president stole $20,000 from the community he served. That's not good. That's not a good president. And he used the money to expand his stamp collection <laughs> and also buy some lawn equipment, according to the police. I'd like to purchase some stamps and lawn equipment. 
Brett Rowe was named uh, the homeowners, homeowners Association president of Shady Oaks Pine in 2017. Mm-hmm. And records show at that time there was about $21,000 in the HOA's Bank of America account. I think I'll take it. Police said... <laughs> Want some lawn equipment and some stamps. Police said that there was about $180 left by the time Roe left the position. I bought a lot of stamps. And he refused to show other board members receipts to prove where the money had gone. No. No. Mm-hmm. Not going to show. No. Uh, the, new, the new HOA president who contacted authorities said he was able to find proof that Roe spent $2,000 on medical expenses, made no. various ATM withdrawals, Did not. bought $1,000 in stamps. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like stamps. And purchased uh, chainsaws and lawn equipment. That seems to diametrically opposed things yeah. for a stamp collection and chainsaws. And like made, he never considered Leatherface sitting up in his room doing stamps. And uh, made purchases at stores and restaurants. <laughs> Roe was arrested at his home on charges of theft over $5,000. Gingerly putting a stamp in the, in the book. <laughs> and scheming to defraud. You guys have an HOA by any chance? Any no. We, we actually don't, no. Okay. I'm glad. Well, yeah. We do. I hate some of the rules. Yeah. Listen, like what? It's one of those things where, I, do, did you look at the rules before you moved in? Yeah. I'm, okay. Listen, the, the, the rules no are No running rules. away clubs. <laughs> no well, pine cone collections. There doesn't say anything about that. But right. you're not allowed to have a fence unless you have a pool, which means you're allowed to have a fence. You know what I mean? If, I, I know. I know. But listen, it's, you know. Some you people... can't put a fence up if you don't have a pool in your backyard? Correct. You're also not allowed to have. Uh, what if you have a dog? Solar panels. Well, you got to get an electric fence. You're not allowed to have solar uh, panels. Nope. That's Delco. Yeah. For so you. these are no. Stop it. <laughs> but these are things you need to consider if you're going to buy into a neighborhood. If there's a homeowners association, read that's it. So weird. Before you buy, that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. All right, moving on. Uh, police responded to a traffic hazard on a roadway in Baldwin Township. It reported that a sm- it was reported a small group of teenage youths. We're laying on the center line of the road. Oh, man. This whole thing? The youths were then seen getting up to run to each side of the road. The only description was they had sheets or blankets with them. A second caller indicated they observed youths with sheets or blankets over their heads. And as the caller drove by, the youths ran out and sat down in the middle of the highway. What movie spawned that? Yeah, it, was, uh, uh, it was Varsity Blues? No. Or something Friday like Night Lights? Friday Night no, Lights? No, 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 no. It was like a late 80s, early 90s college football movie. It, it was movie. a football movie. Yeah, and, yeah. and people died. Right. Yeah. It's, they were they were showing their manliness by right. laying down on the road and letting cars and traffic drive by, and it was like, woo! They were all excited and stuff, and like immediately, people went out and and got, got killed, killed. Yep. doing it. Uh, Nick's going to look that information up. Uh, by the way, officers responded, and the youth had already left the area. Police continued to investigate the matter due to the risky, potentially life-altering behaviors of these youths. Police believed that it was necessary to release an advisory. For the safety of the public. The program, 1993. The program, yeah, that's that it. That is it, yep. Uh, it's not unusual for snakes to make their way into people's pipes, prompting a response from animal services. But what about furry four-legged creatures? That's exactly what one family recently discovered in their bathroom. There's homeowner, a bear in our toilet. Uh, homeowner Lindsay Jones and her husband came across an unknown creature. She said, a pack rat, maybe a baby raccoon, definitely not what it was. Uh, it was crawling, filthy, and crawling out of the toilet, she said. It was covered in sludge. Whatever is down in your pipes. Uh, I just escaped from Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a mess in the toilet, 
and a rather large furry thing, she said. Uh, Jones said it all began when her husband went to take a shower. He said, I heard yelling and screaming from the bathroom to come and take a look and see what was in there. I walked down the hallway, walked into the bathroom. My husband was standing over there and took me to the corner. And there was a black tail right between the laundry ba- behind the laundry basket basket and all i did was turn around and run as quickly as i could and shut the door behind me that's when they called animal care services officer isaac price said when i got there the gentleman told me that he could have sworn he saw the loch ness monster coming out price said he guessed the animal had already taken a bath inside the toilet by the time he had arrived that he found it clean inside the laundry basket and that is when he recognized it was actually a squirrel. That a squirrel. crawled out of the toilet. Wow. Price said he captured it using snake tongs and released it back into the wild. He Do said you have he, any of those snake tongs? Uh, <laughs> he said he looked back and stood up on his hind legs, and then he took off. And that was probably the animal's way of saying thank you, I suppose. Thank you. Jones had an idea. Seriously, I- thank you all. He had an idea of where it came from. He said, we think that due to the wind, probably the roof vent, the cover was popped off. And I think the squirrel crawled up into the roof and came down one of the toilet vents. And for some reason, decided, that's exactly what happened. Decided to venture into the toilet itself. You've so, all been very kind to me. Thank right. you. And there you go. That is what we have in uh, this morning's Bizarre File. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll test you on how close you've been paying attention to the show with our lesson question. We have trash music news coming up. By the way, new music from ACDC tonight. On yes! I will get you those details coming up in music news. Stay put. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a lesson question day. A lot of good things that we could ask you. Uh, The prize, by the way, $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And... Yeah, I could go with a lot of different things here. I, I want to go with uh, one late in the show. I've been doing them early in the show. But how about this? Other than Moose, what is Brian Elliott's nickname? <laughs> 215. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. You know what they call him. Other than Moose, what is Brian Elliott's nickname? And let's see if you know the answer. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into it. Steve, what do you have this morning? <clears throat> well, Kim Kardashian explaining what really fueled the decision to end keeping up with the Kardashians, saying the family decided they needed a break. Kim says you'd be surprised how exhausting it can be to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Hey! Brooklyn Beckham. Uh, apparently got his fiance Nicole Peltz's eyes tattooed on the back of his neck. Beckham says he originally considered getting a vagina, but realized everyone would think he had an open wound. Oh. And finally, Channing Tatum taking to Instagram to post a picture of himself with a rescue puppy he just adopted. The 40-year-old Magic Mike star also took the opportunity to mention that he loves his mother, reads feminist literature, and has a huge penis. <laughs> All righty, we shall see if you've been paying close attention this morning. Well, other than Moose, what is uh, Brian Elliott of the Flyers' nickname? 215-263-WMMR. And I'm going to go to Mike and see if he knows. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, other than Moose, what do they call Brian Elliott? Mr. Phone. Mr. Phone. Yeah, Mr. Phone. 
you a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay Sunday through Thursday only at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort. Indoor and outdoor dining is now available, and you can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79. Sunday through Thursday, visit Hard Rock Hotel, Atlantic City. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. You want to go? All right. Music News this morning brought to you by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professions in the country, including optometry and audiology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. Uh, To apply, visit salus.edu. Uh, Despite passing uh, uh, back in 2017, ACDC's late guitarist Malcolm Young has likely played a big, what I said passing, I meant passing on, he died, yeah, Uh, big part of the band's upcoming album, Power Up, and I mean posted the band's longtime engineer, Mike Fraser, appeared on the ACDCfans.net podcast and revealed, said, I think Angus kind of came into this with a lot of ideas and riffs, but not too many completed songs, but that was similar on Rock or Bust, because him and Malcolm had written tons of songs before Mel got sick and eventually passed away. So did Malcolm come back as a ghost? No, but Frazier went on to say that Angus has plenty of material left behind from his older brother. Oh. He's got a whole treasure trove of ideas and riffs and all that. He's probably spent a few years before we came to the studio to do this record, pulling ideas together and all that. So they had a lot of resource. And then when he came in, uh, he just sat down with a whole suitcase full of little demo things that he had done. And he and uh, Brendan O'Brien, who produced the record, would sift through all the ideas and say, hey, that's great. That's a really good song. Let's put that riff on there. Tonight, by the way, the new song will be played in its entirety. Uh, Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche are going to have it at midnight. Oh, that's a perfect time and a perfect duo to uh, unleash that. Yep. Hey, this might be a really stupid question slash observation, but the lightning bolt that ACDC has in the middle of the AC and the DC is the exact same lightning bolt as the Gatorade lightning bolt. Oh, Does anybody have... That's um, with intent. Well, no, I'm curious as to, like, if you can own or copyright a shape like that. They Well, the band ACDC has always been a fan of electrolytes. Okay. And that was always yeah. essential um, to their yeah. music. So I, I, question. I'm, yeah, I think you... It might, it might be, it might be the, the logo of the band... Completely encompassed with the AC and, yeah. and DC, you know. There was a dispute a few years ago between the W in, in the Washington Nationals and the W in Walgreens. They were yeah. way too similar, and it's copywritten material. I just don't know how persnickety some people get on these types and of And they things. were upset because thousands of fans were showing up at pharmacies. Yeah, what in baseball. Yeah. Mm. Um, it is interesting what, for example, like the, the, uh, the smiley face. Uh, you know, there, there was yeah, who owns it, but, but there is somebody who owns it. Yeah. But like the the heart, the romantic Valentine's yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's you know there there are nuances to it that allow it to be copyrighted, I customized, guess? And, yeah. and trademarked. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Hetfield revealed that having his world slow down in the wake of the pandemic hasn't been the worst thing for him personally. Um, and of course, he prefaced it by saying COVID is certainly not welcomed. The pandemic is not welcomed. People are people are hurting and people are dying. And there's lots of people struggling, really, really struggling with funds. Wherever they're living, they can't afford things anymore. Yeah. Lives are changing drastically, so I don't mean to sound cold about it. But for me personally, it's been really helpful to slow down, stop the work, stop the circus of what's going on with touring and uh, really 
um, you know, the band and all that stuff. Family struggles as well. So it's good to have time to just be, uh, to just be, said to not have to have an agenda, but to just till, soak up on life's terms, and to plug into my community here in Colorado. It, he says it's allowed him time to catch up on his young Sheldon episodes. Mm. He's got to be happy about Big that. Hetfield <laughs> revealed. I got to say, no, I got I got a bubble. I got a throat bubble. <clears> Hetfield <throat> uh, revealed that the extended time off forced him to break his usual routine of how he dealt with family life outside of the band. He said, that's definitely one thing that's been difficult for me and to have in the past uh, because of coming and going every few weeks, not really being able to plug into any communities or say, hey, let's do this once a week or get together and barbecue or have a cigar pit or whatever. Those weekly things that people get to do. I was not able to do those, and now I am. And I've built a really cool community of friends, true, unconditionally loving friends. And I would not have had that if I didn't have this time. Let me ask you this: so, on on a, I'm I'm a creature of ritual and habit, and you know, different times for different things, and I want things just so a lot of ways. And I know that's probably a, a lot of bit of the just my makeup, right? Uh, when when it, and things change, it it throws me off. And there are other people who can just sort of you know flow in and out how would you classify yourself uh more structured yeah uh loosely structured uh but does stuff start caving in on itself if you are if you fall out of your routine no not that i think Um, i'm more inclined to have that happen but i i have my closest friends who are hey we found this cool thing let's go do it you know and or hey this uh hey we found out that this is going on this week let's go right it's they're a little more spontaneous than we are. And I like it because I get to go along with they have great ideas of things to do. They so convince on. you to go do that, yeah. I'm like, how did you find out about that? Don't you guys have friends that are like, how did you find out about that? My friends tend to hang out. They're, they're, gang, they're, they're in a gang, and they hang out in the subway. Yeah. And, oh. uh, and, I, I, and, and, and I remember. Well, you went away to school. Uh, to, to prep school, and I yeah. got back there, Jesus. and, and this they had been, really become bad. This is the theme. <laughs> Of the entire day. And they didn't think that you were bad? They thought I was not bad. They thought he was nothing. No. Oh. Yeah. He ain't bad. He ain't nothing. But That's I had to prove bad. that they were wrong. Actually, they <laughs> thought they were bad and they weren't nothing. That was a big question. We were arguing over who was thinking who was bad, and, and then we had to clarify that. Mm-hmm. Did they check with the stenographer? They did. Okay. And? Turns out we're all bad. Oh. <laughs> Really, really bad. You know what I did like about that video is the guy on roller skates who oh was doing God, the splits the yeah. Yeah. and pulls himself up. That's how you know you're bad. Yeah. You, yeah. That guy was definitely bad. Yeah. yeah. He was not nothing. Hitler could do that. He was, he was something. something. Yeah. Hitler could do that. He was bad. <laughs> Watch this. This is beat it. I this know. This beat it. Do we you not even have bad? Are you so bad you're not playing the right song? We got. We have to have bad. Doom, 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 doom. Your butt is mine. Your butt yeah. is mine. That's the first line, I think, isn't it? Is yep. that it? Yeah. I'm going to spend some time. Nick, can you look up the lyrics of Bad? I mean, yeah. it's your butt is or either that or your buddy's mine. Your ass is mine. Your buddy's mine. Your no. butt is mine. I think it's your butt is mine. It is. <laughs> your butt is hot. It's Dilly Bilotti. No, your butt not. is mine. Gonna tell you right. Just show your face in broad daylight. I'm telling you on how I feel. Gonna hurt your mind. Don't shoot to kill. And when you go away to work, your kids are left at home. Oh, stop <laughs> it. There it is. Is it your butt is mine? Yeah. Your oh. butt is mine. It was a 
synthesizers that was cutting edge stuff yeah. at the time. Here we go. Your foot is fine. <laughs> I, I liked it better yeah. when he didn't do all that. <laughs> and if you really lucky, I'll show you my anus. <laughs> Which Let's is just let that breathe for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> In Neverland, Finding Neverland. That was one of the more troubling parts. Okay. But this is a wonderful video. Oh, I was talking about James Hetfield and uh, hey, what's his going time on with him? Off, so. uh, Is he savoring his time in alone? <laughs> he went on to underline the importance of connecting with his bandmates in their weekly online meetings, sitting there during our weekly Zoom call with the band, Lars, talking about being in his home in San Francisco. And he's, yeah. you know, he said he's not leaving. Uh, he's getting things delivered and how he hasn't been to the grocery store in four or five months. That just blows my mind. Is he using Clorox wipes? He said, I'm really fortunate here. I've got uh, four or five buddies that come over, barbecue, we go shooting, we go camping, we go fishing, whatever. Cigar pits? There's grocery stores, the Home Depot, all the normal stuff. Very grateful to that. And cigar pits. Do they wash NASCAR? They probably wash NASCAR, yes. Hmm. Do they uh, have jigsaws? Uh, I don't know. You know. Guys do that. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly yes. has hit number one for the first time in his career. And the rapper's new pop punk album, Tickets to My Downfall, secured the number one spot on Billboard 200. I have to say, I think he's a talented guy. Really? Uh, it's very, very Blink-182. And as we said, who's on it? Just Travis Barker on the album? It's the first rock album to hit number one since Tool's Fear Inoculum last and, summer. And it so. came from wow. Machine Gun Kelly. You guys That's hear it at bizarre. all? I have, and I like it. <laughs> I do. It's very Blink-182. Yes. Steve was commenting on how much he did like that. So. Oh, I didn't hear you walk in. No. Yeah. You don't hear him jingling? Oh! I've been away at prep school. Yeah. Now I'm back to show you my anus. Make that breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that, honestly, the guy, Ken Rock, and he, and he initially was more hip-hop. But, uh, uh, yeah, he's I'm, a rapper. I'm, I think he's very talented. Okay. And I like him. What was the video you were just showing him to me, Nick? I don't know. It's on his Instagram account. He's got 7 million followers on Instagram. Oh, uh, it's a cake that looks like a guitar, and he smashes it on a van. And that's how oh. he's celebrating, yes. Yeah. Isn't that splashing? Yeah, uh, the number one. Not, well, not on a van. On it. Yeah. Did you hear what he said he, right before he splashed it on the on the uh, van? No, do tell. He said, guitar. Oh. I hate that. Shinedown has presented a follow-up. <laughs> Shinedown has presented a follow-up of Jack. I didn't know you were still here. <laughs> I never leave. Of $230,000 to the original $20,000 donation from their COVID-19 fundraiser. The two hundred fifty grand total will go to humanitarian aid organization Direct Relief. <laughs> One of the largest providers of medical resources in the world. Uh, a Direct... <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> <sighs> Direct Relief provides personal protection equipment to frontline health workers responding to COVID-19. So they're making That's a nice good. donation. It is good. Uh, how about this? Led Zeppelin was handed a major league victory with Rolling Stone reporting the U.S. Supreme Court announced it will not hear the copyright dispute over the band's 1971 song Star- Stairway to Heaven. Not going to hear it. The decision upheld a recent Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling that found the Zeppelin classic did not infringe on the band's Spirit's 1968 instrumental track, Taurus. The song in question was written by the late Randy California, whose given name was Randy. 
Craig Wolf. Quick so question. this went to the U.S. The Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Yep. That's right. Yep. You know, it was Ronald Reagan himself that argued the Ghostbusters Ray Parker Jr. case. <laughs> I didn't know that against uh, Huey Lewis. Yep. Had no idea. Francis Malif- Malifi, the lawyer for Michael Skidmore, uh, the trustee Francis. of the Randy Craig Wolf Trust, was disappointed by the ruling. Uh, the dispute over stairway to heaven had made its way last September to the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court Appeal in San Francisco before an 11 judge panel, which ruled the suit could proceed to the uh, Supreme Court. Shake it off, pussy. The new reporting uh, sees several options for still moving forward. In his dogged attempt to win a piece of the stairway copyright, explained uh, Malifoy, he laid out two possible paths forward. He said, appeal to a panel that comprises all the judges on the Ninth Circuit, as opposed to just a cross-section, or potentially appeal to the Supreme Court. Could they not, if they were so inclined to clear war on the United States, (laughs) beat us, install their own government, and then... uh, Get the credit? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he said he is still considering which of these two options to pursue. Man, at some point, give, give it a, up, dude. I thought that they had, had some sort of... I know. That they had some sort of legal traction. Did they get anywhere on this case, anywhere in the world? In other words, if something holds up... For example, in England, obviously not beholding to our Supreme Court ruling, uh, you know, I, I, didn't they have another... They've, they've claimed that Stairway to Heaven has... Uh, was a ripoff of a couple of, or a couple of people have come at them yeah. with these lawsuits. I mean, oh, yeah. if it, if it's at least being considered by the Supreme Court, it's taken this long to get that far, which means he, that he had a case. He just lost it. Yeah, you loser. All right, and maybe it's the- time to look at the man in the mirror. <laughs> That's a good song. That's probably the best Michael Jackson song. It is a good song. That people don't love as much as they should. They should. Wait, the what? best Michael Jackson yeah, song in that my people opinion, don't yeah. love as much it's as they should. It's a list I just created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what's number two on that list. It's an honor to read the best song for people that they should like, but they don't, but they should. Ben. Ben is number two on that list. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's my list. It's no, in my head. It's your list. Yeah. The winner for best song that people should like, but they don't think they should, but they should. According to me. According to Nick. Thank you. Man in the mirror. We well, such a surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to do a Venn diagram to figure out what the category meant, and I would <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Number three on that list? Oh, man. Oh. Uh... Probably something off a thriller. Maybe, Maybe off the wall. Another way of saying it would be an underrated Michael Jackson song. No, no, no. no, no. That's not what no, I'm no. At all. Okay. Exactly. no. It's your list. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. Jeez. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> you won. I won. And I don't even know what oh, it's for. I know what number three is. Dirty Diana. Dirty Diana. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Steve Stevens on guitar. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's Stevens is married to Samantha. What? No, 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 no. Steve yeah, Stevens. Darren Sorry. Steve Stevens. Um, Guitars for Billy Idols. Yeah. Uh, that is a All great... Right. Uh, Man in the Mirror is a great song. There's only three songs on the list. Yeah. Your whole list <laughs> yeah. is three? Okay. We're now closing this award category. <laughs> it's like like three years into the Cecil B. DeMille Award. That's yeah. it. No, um, we're done. Yeah. Give those out. <laughs> uh, right. Today's last year we'll be presenting Best Picture Awards. All right. Last bit of information... Uh, Rocktober Madness continues. Brought to you by Horizon Services. One thirty, Pierre Robert. Eleven thirty. I'm sorry, Pierre Robert. His first matchup. Then one thirty, and then three thirty, and five thirty. 
Uh, the band's facing off today. Wow, the Who against Dave Matthews Band. Going to have to go with the Who. Uh, I'm, me too. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Uh, then you have ACDC against Smashing Pumpkins. ACDC. Followed by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers against the Allman Brothers. This one's a chin uh, scratcher. And... Chin scratcher. <laughs> chin scratcher. Yeah, I love the Allman Brothers, but Tom Petty, mm-hmm. come on. Your finger right? can actually get stuck in that cleft in there, Absolutely. so be careful, okay? And then a lot of times... Well, last time I scratched my chin and my oh, nose fell off and broke my finger. <laughs> I was scratching too hard. And then the last matchup will be Rush and Nine Inch Nails. So Nine Inch Nails, very innovative, but a mm. Rush. That's, again, do not be swayed by our, our take. Uh, um, I'm just saying. We're in, just going to win the whole thing. In the documentary Beyond the Lighted Stage. Um, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor is all over that talking about how awesome right. Rush is. He's a big part so of that. So you, you figure it out, jerk off. <laughs> uh, Horizon Services, our sponsor. All right, thank you. Uh, and before we take a break, I do want to thank uh, 3J's Market uh, in Fishtown and Northern Liberties. Family owned and operated. <laughs> and they brought by, I just had it, it was called The Flame. That's why I was walking around here singing the uh, Cheap Trick song earlier. Oh, it's how was it? It was great. It looks sensational. It's spicy. Yeah. Is it? I'm not, uh, the spicy stuff kind of drives me away a little bit. It's right on the edge of where I would probably say no, but it's. Great. All right. That's the sandwich I made when I was there. Oh, okay. Oh, it just looks fantastic. Uh, and they have the, the flame comes with uh, Dietz and Watson gourmet roasted chicken breast, pepper jack cheese, romaine lettuce, green pepper avocado, Ooh. and spicy chipotle mayo. It's man, quite tasty. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, in Fishtown and Northern Liberties, uh, three J's. See you later, Michael. Bye. Bye, everyone. I don't believe. Put bills off. I don't believe that he's leaving. I gotta play with this blowgun. Okay. Uh, we're gonna. Is that what you call it? Yeah. We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back in a moment, and we'll get ready to wrap it up. So make sure you stay with us. WMMR.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's local shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. Uh, let me see. Hmm. A few thank yous to do on uh, today's program. But before all that, actually... Um, we have uh, Tattoos Day. Oh, prize that's go. right. Yeah. Lucky recipient. Yeah, so I want to thank everybody who texted in, and I want to congratulate Luciano Di Giacomo. Hey! hey. It's going to be a nice tattoo. Right? Ooh. Luciano Ooh. is from Pottstown, and uh, Luciano gets $350 gift certificate, floating world tattoo and piercing. And you It's can, a great name. You can see them, by the way, at 1729 South Street in Philly, or if you just want to take a look at their artwork and samples and all that, floatingworldtattoos.com, or you can check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Thank you also to Al's Corner Deli and 3J's Market. And our friends at Deeds and Watson uh, for being here today, dropping off hoagies for us this morning. You can get in uh, your takeout order today uh, from your local real Philly deli and support local business. Uh, Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Good food, man. We appreciate it. Also, want to thank our guest, uh, Keith Coogan. Yes. yes. 
Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Adventures in Babysitting, uh, Toy Soldiers, a bunch of great movies throughout the years. He was a nice guy. He had a bad phone line, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, it was a nice conversation. Thank you to Brian Elliott. Hey! Speaking of phones, Mr. Phone. Mr. Phone. <laughs> was uh, known in the NHL as Mr. Phone. Yeah, we had, he had a great phone line, so his name now is Mr. Phone. I uh, just signed a contract extension with the Flyers, which is cool. And thank you to Oaks Fagley, who was great. Hey, hey, hey. Young man from Allentown in he's the he's the kid star of this movie called War with Grandpa. The grandpa is played by Robert De Niro. Christopher Walken is in it. Cheech Marin is in it. Jane Seymour, Uma Thurman is a lot of people. And he and his brother are right close by, and they're on their way, man. They're I think doing so. Great. Yeah, they're definitely making the making some uh, some ripples. That movie opens on Friday, by the way, which is cool. So it was nice, uh, nice spate of guests this morning. Yes, and yes. also, I mean, I don't know if he's still here, but if he's still here, we should thank Michael Jackson for um, yeah for being here. Yeah, 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 yeah. My pleasure. Nice for him to come in. And never, never a problem. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Robert has sauntered in. Hey, man. Good day. How you doing? Who played Grandpa on the Waltons? Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, he's a... Uh, Will. God. Was his name Will? Will Gar- something? Gar- something? I, he, I'll look it up while you guys are chatting. Uh, he was a, uh, a character, character actor, actor for, for years. For a long time, yeah, yeah. Will Gear. Will Gear. his name, yes. Okay. He played oh, yeah. Grandpa on the Waltons. Right. The Waltons was a show uh, where they would, where John Boy was. Right, Richard Thomas. Right. Right. And, and Ellen Corby. And Ellen Corby. And Michael and the father Learned. Was Ralph something. Ralph Wiggum. Why Why <laughs> are you pointing this out? Because you mentioned Grandpa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they had a Grandpa. Well, Will no, Gear you mentioned played... your guest had some, played a Grandpa Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called the uh, yeah, uh, War with Grandpa. Right. And, uh, and, and oddly enough, Keith Coogan, our first guest on was, was on. Was on the Waltons. Was on the Waltons. Well, that's <laughs> exactly why I mentioned it. <laughs> I knew it was all coming back around. I used to really enjoy the Waltons up on Walton Mountain. And they would all Walton say goodnight at the end of the show. Uh, the goodnights at the end of the show, there was something, uh, you know. Sweet. Sweet and, you know, yeah. maybe a little. They'd always catch John Boy in, in, in mid-self-pleasuring. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. What's that noise, Daddy? I'm flapping. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Up on Walton's You know the theme. You know what? There's not enough good themes anymore. They go right to the show. You get like two seconds of right. There's not enough good TV show themes and 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 even commercial themes because now commercials all rely on rock songs. Where back in the day, rock songs, rock bands were. Absolutely unwilling to let uh, any brand, you know, buy their music. But um, so, you know, so we so we had catchy commercial jingles. And you don't have that. We no. don't have those. You anymore. know where you still get theme songs? Where? Cartoons. Uh, so huh. my daughter and I started watching, uh, even though the show is come and gone, a show called Gravity Falls. And it's got a great little theme song to yeah. it. So I kind of I kind of. Like that now that I, I still get to hear some things theme songs every now and then. But yeah, but you got to watch a cartoon in order you got to do it. that. Yeah. Okay. But I know what you're saying. Theme songs okay. used to be the thing, dude. You know what I'm saying, Kathy? Yes, I do. Well, it's because people skip through it now. You you can skip right yep. through yeah. the, the intro to any show. Oh, that's right. The button pops up. That's true. You know what? Actually, now a lot of shows do have not necessarily song, but a musical interlude of sorts right at the very beginning. And then you have the option. It'll say skip. Yeah. If you're watching oh, right. on Netflix oh, or they, one of the streaming right. services. They've so. retrofit some of the shows I was on. Um, 
what what uh, what channel? One of the the multitudes of streaming services now, and I was watching old episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. and you can skip the theme song. You don't skip the theme no, song. No, you don't. You don't skip. The, no it's a story for crying out Come loud. Listen to my story. That's about right. A man named Jed. Jed. He's poor a mountaineer, poor mountaineer, mountaineer barely catching the Then <laughs> one day he was shooting for some food. Up from the ground comes a bubbling crude. That's oil, black gold, Texas tea. Well, the kin folk said, no. Jed. No. First, the first thing you thing know, you know old that's Jed's exactly a millionaire. what I meant. <laughs> yes, <laughs> folks said, "Jed, move away from here." And they said, "California, that's a place you got to be." So they load up the truck and move. Beverly, ding, 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 hills that is swimming pools, movie stars, the Beverly Hillbilly. Brought to you by Kellogg's Battle Creek. All right, do the outro. Um, okay, and now it's time to thank you all for kindly stopping in. Uh, it's, um, come on back uh, to be with us again. <laughs> no, that's not. That's uh, not. Thank you for all finally, finally dropping locality. in. Jed and all his kin. kin. Oh, damn it, I can't I'd like to thank you You're folks all... for kindly dropping, dropping in. in. You're, You're all invited back, back next week, week to this locality to have a heap and helping of their hospitality. hospitality. Um, hills. Ooh, that that is, no, no, not. No. It's um, still hills. No, something else. Hospitality. Uh, hills. You think you're come bad? Take your shoes now. off. <laughs> Take your shoes <laughs> off. Set a spell. Y'all come back now, you hear? You hear? That's right. This has yeah. been a Phil Way's presentation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, great. The three of us have dated ourselves. Yes, and, absolutely. And anyone below 30 is going, what the hell? They, they tuned out a long time ago. They did. It's crazy you guys are talking about this yesterday because I came across something after the show yesterday. Eddie Vedder is a huge fan of TV theme songs. And in really? fact, yeah, he created. Oh, no. Yes, he did. I didn't know oh, that. No, I swear to God. Wow. No, huge fan. And he did his own, like, album uh, of old theme songs. No I didn't way. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I have a cut here. Yeah. Now the world don't move. <laughs> you just wonder. Wow. What not be right for you? May not be right for two. My man is born. They got nothing but the jeans, but they got different strokes it takes, different strokes it takes, different strokes move the world. That's great. Now everybody's got a special kind of story. Everybody finds a way to shine. It don't matter that they got not a lot. So what? Very, very. For some reason, I don't remember ever hearing I that. Know. Is that out now? Has I that ever I gotta get aired that. before no, on this show? Oh, I, uh, he literally recorded it yesterday. Oh, oh wow. Because, Why? Because. Uh, How did you get it so quickly? Uh, I just, I'm a producer. I've been doing yeah. what I do for 22 years, <laughs> so I have my. But, um, Dude, you're connected. Uh, <laughs> hear that, Nick? There was some sort I'm of jealous. An announcement that was going to be made, and I oh, think and this was, was well, supposed we, to go. We, we got to it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Scoop. Yeah. Okay. I hope he does more. I do too. Yeah, God, Robert please. Plant was a huge no fan. Way. Yes, no, he really was. He was a huge fan of theme songs. <laughs> Robert Plant? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? I swear to God. And wow. so he recorded this. We could probably fast forward uh, just a little bit. I didn't get this record. It's a little scratchy though for a CD. Yeah, we could probably uh, fast forward just to see how this might be it. First 10 minutes. Just sit right back in your 
I do too. That made me almost cry. We need to do the letter of the day. It's almost. Didn't we do that? No, we didn't oh. do it. Never. Preston and Steve on 933 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter R as in Ricky. Okay, R as in Ricky. And we're giving away a $300 Red Robin gift card. <laughs> Yum. Right, how, how you want, whether it's dine-in, delivery, to-go, or outdoor uh, outdoor heated tents. Oh! Red Robin, yum. Gift card only valid at the 21 Red Robin locations in Eastern and Central PA, owned by the Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group. You can visit redrobinpa.com for more information. What's happening on the show today, ma'am? Well, we've got uh, workforce blocks of the WHO... No, wait a minute. Uh, we've got um, Rocktober Madness of the Who ah. versus Dave Matthews Band at 11.30. And then ACDC Smashing Pumpkins at 1.30. Workforce Blocks of Janis Joplin, The Killers, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Nice. By the way, I love your shirt. It was it for that re- that uh, last for concert, the, uh, Forever Yellow Brick. concert, yeah. Rick Rose. That's one of my favorite album covers of all time. Elton John, and yeah. Uh, the other day, two days ago, was the an- anniversary of its release. Wow. Monday, okay. I think, yeah. Cool. Mm. All right, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and Primo Hoagies. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. PrimoHoagies.com. Uh, tomorrow on the show, it's Wednesday, Fox Good Day, uh, Secret Text Word, and we'll have on the program, turns out she's a fan of the show, Beverly Goldberg. Yay! Hey! Not Wendy McClubbin, who played... Or wait, Wendy... Wendy McClendon-Covey. That's Wendy it, thank McClobby you. Wendy McClobby-Covey. I always mess up her name. <laughs> uh, who plays her on TV. No. no. Mrs. Goldberg, Beverly Goldberg, yeah. is going to be on the show tomorrow. She's been on the show herself a number of times. So we are going to chat with her. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. Uh, running late on my way to work. Thought I'd attempt the comeback of the year, and I spilled coffee all over my goddamn car. Next message. I just wanted to say that I love you guys. I'm the winner of last week's Tattoos Day giveaway. I've literally been entering this contest since it was first born with that first glorious thing, too. I'm just so thankful of you guys because without this, I would not be able to afford my dream tattoos literally been dreaming of this tattoo for years and even more special it's going to include the first initials of everyone in the show so thank you so much guys rock and i love you next message actually in hindsight a car full of coffee isn't that bad i'm going home the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>